Hey, thanks for clicking on another episode of SNTR Gaming, and we are talking about the Halo Infinite radar changes, why it's such a big deal, but asking the question, does radar belong in games like this? If you're looking for that portion of the past broadcast, it's right after I do this intro. We will also be talking about Splitgate getting Forge before Halo Infinite. That'll be later in the broadcast. You can use the timestamp for that, as well as us talking about Dead Cells getting an easy mode. Now, we may get into a big debate about Dead Cells getting an easy mode, because we've debated that before. So the timestamp will just be my segment, a really good reason to be here for the live shows. So click the subscribe button, the bell button, and the like button if you like watching live shows on YouTube. But we always like to open up with this is an SNTR update. The radar changes in Halo Infinite were announced a while ago, and we've discussed them a variety of times on my live show over on SNTR Gaming. And if you like these SNTR updates, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss those uploads. Realistically, whenever you're playing a game like this, the radar is a huge portion of what is going on. You have to consider how much information is being fed to the player and what that can do to the flow of the game. The gamer reported on this saying the combat sensor or radar that sits in the bottom left of the HUD followed a different set of rules than previous Halo titles. It only displayed enemies when they were sprinting or shooting, which was more in line with Halo 5's Threat Tracker. Even the name Threat Tracker is basically saying we're just tracking perceived threats. We're not necessarily tracking movement. Now, we knew this implementation was going to feel different, maybe even a little contentious, and that's why we wanted to get feedback as soon as possible in the tech preview. So the gamer was reporting on this and quoting 343. 343 then revealed they would be making changes based on the feedback from the audience or from the community. They said, while some appreciated the new approach, we found that most players missed the old properties. We've updated the combat sensor to feel more like a motion tracker of old, which shows all movement besides crouch walking. So if you're moving, they're going to know where you are. And somebody might say, isn't that going to make everybody slow down? Isn't it going to make everybody stop moving? I want to talk about why this is a bigger change than you might think. This matters because it is fundamental to the debate about does radar even belong in a game like this? Is it a crutch? Is it for noobs? Does it make the game too easy? Many say that radar is that. It was just a crutch. It makes it too easy. And it's, you know, but the truth is, I think radar is fundamental to the psychology of decision empowerment. Knowing what you can and can't do instead of becoming paralyzed the paralysis of the unknown you don't know what's out there and what's going on so you tend to freeze up anytime i've played games where they've turned the radar off people tend to sit around a lot more because they don't know where to go and where anybody is i'd love to know what you think if you're watching this video leave a comment below or if you're in the live audience do you agree with the change what are your thoughts on radar in games like Halo Infinite. I think it's a solid change. It's really good to see 343 quickly listening to feedback. Setting a tone now for player feedback I think is going to be huge if this game wants to be successful. If they want it to be an ongoing game with live services and you come back for more seasons, you can't have a situation where the community feels like, well, you've made a game that we don't enjoy or you've made a game with fundamental foundational divergences from what we think Halo should be. 
I always enjoy when developers kind of come down from the ivory tower and they speak about the design work of a game and say, listen, this this is what we intended to do. This is what we were hoping to have happen. And it didn't work out. I, that, that kind of transparency, I think, is refreshing and helpful. Lastly, radar is key, okay? In games like Halo, radar is key, I think, in creating healthy skill gap. Because if you are a longtime fan or player, you know how to use radar. I had a guy on Twitter say, it just distracts me, I can't look at it, I I end up looking at it too much. Looking at radar and balancing it with movement and decision making is a skill, and if you're really good at it, it really pays off well. The lesser skilled players, at the very least, know that where enemies are and they don't freeze up and sit, you know, sit around. What this also does is it frees up and says, listen, we can make other modes. We can have modes where maybe we turn the radar off. I mean, traditionally, SWAT tends to be a mode where those types of things get stripped down. SWAT in Splitgate does that. It's like there's just no radar, probably mimicking Halo. And what that does is it makes players play in a very different way. So if you're going to try to have different modes in an ongoing game, these things are very important. Player feedback being implemented and radar being set in a way that allows players to make those decisions and move around the map. Again, let me know what you think below. If you like these SNTR updates, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next one. And I'll see you in the audience right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys so much for being here we appreciate the support it is friday which means we have a very very full day we have the morning show that you're in right now and then we will be doing from friday and then tonight hilly and i will be playing over on sntr presents i do have a premiere over on sntr presents of a game called game deck it's like a cyberpunk like crime solving game or something so uh you can check that out good morning coffee is a ride excellent we always love how quickly uh it gets to you and we appreciate you guys being here i want to start the day off with this poll right uh halo infinite radar does it belong in the game yes or no there are people that think no you shouldn't have radar in these games uh, you got it. You got to make the player work for the information. You got to make the player run around and, and and discover where things are. I am more of the opinion that radar is incredibly important, and without it, you're just not going to have any movement. And I've played games where they do this. They they just they have everybody you know kind of sitting in corners because no one wants to move there was a, a hardcore mode in call of duty i remember my friends convincing me to go play the the, the hardcore team deathmatch and i was like i was like this is terrible i was like no one's moving i was like i i'm 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 taking two steps and i'm getting shot by a guy like who's up in some window and he just he has zero desire to move good morning feed i see you in the chat um Time to report this poll and give you a down vote. <laughs> I, I'm actually under... I'm, I'm anticipating most people saying yes, okay? I'm anticipating most people saying yes, but I'm more interested in the people that are like, no, it doesn't. I don't like it. I don't want it in there. Get it out. Like, I, I'm more interested in, in, in hearing from those folks, mainly because if, if radar's not in there, like, how do you think the game is going to flow, right? Is the easy mode you're talking about uh, the training room update? No, I don't think it's a training room update. 
there's something called uh let me let me get the report here for you uh it's called practice makes perfect he says there's a lot of people out there who want to play who enjoy the gameplay of dead cells but they just hit a wall and they can't continue and they're going to give you the options alluded arrive before a thing called practice makes perfect update um let's see here uh, practice makes perfect aims at the ease uh, to ease the passage of new and occasional players without altering the overall difficulty of the game for its hardcore fans. To put it simply enough, they want less rage quitting and more players to reach the hand of the king. And he says, we see lots of comments from people who enjoy the game, but they just don't have the time, skill, or energy to beat the higher difficulties. Also, the game is a pretty long for a roguelite. Um, and so it can be hard to reach and practice the later stages of the game. Many people weren't seeing some of the story and don't have access to certain items and skills, uh, and that needed to change. We've already tried a few items to smooth the difficulty curve with mixed reception, so the key this time was to create an easier way to play Dead Cells that was completely optional. Um, wait, so is it not an easy mode? Is the reporting here, are they are they being clickbaity? Is it they're just giving you like a practice room? They made it sound like they were going to like make it easier to play the game, like you could go in and play more casually. Um, it adds a training room, and you can practice bosses. Okay, that's going to really change my video then, because I was like, oh my gosh, this is, th- th- this is a fundamental departure from what these games uh, are supposed to be about a lot of the times. And um, I'm, I'm glad to know that it's just a practice room. Because honestly... The, uh, the the debate about Dark Souls, I always made that allowance. I was like, well, if you want to create like an area with like a couple of mini bosses that aren't in the main game, so people can go and like practice the combat and maybe get to a place where they feel like, yeah, I, I'm 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 feeling pretty good. I I understand the basics. I think one of the biggest challenges with Dark Souls is they explain like virtually nothing to you. So you have combat that is literally like teeth-punchingly difficult, and then they're just like, yeah, figure it out, you know? But if they had like a little area you could go, kind of work through some of the basics, you might have more people play. I mean, maybe not. Generally speaking, in my mind, if you're looking for an easy mode, you're you're not going to want to play Dark Souls for very long, right? No, I've not played Neo, uh uh-uh. Apparently, there's crazy rumors regarding another huge potential Microsoft acquisition. This guy says, I don't want to say any specifics as I don't know if it's true yet. He says, but dang. Okay, so apparently we might have a big acquisition coming. If there's an easy mode, why does it matter to you? Just don't use it. In my mind, it's a fundamental change of the identity of the game. I'm not against an easy mode because it affects my... um, my experience I'm against an easy mode because I think it's totally fine for a game maker to say here's our game take it or leave it that's it do you want to try to beat it you know think about games like Jump King or getting over it right these people make these games they're rage inducing they're infuriating and what do they say yeah that's the game that's it but have fun you know See if you can beat it. They don't come in and say, well, we'll give you save points or checkpoints or an easy mode. No, they're like, no, here's the uh, here's the game. That's it. That's the game. Take it or leave it. You don't like that? If you want checkpoints, if you want save points, no, that's not the game that we built. We didn't, we, we, we didn't build that. We built a game that 
is going to make you want to break your controller. You know, and whether it's Sekiro or Dark Souls or Dead Cells or Hades, they build a game with a POV, a perspective, an identity, like this is what they wanted to make, this is how they wanted it to go. And whenever somebody comes at the game with like a request for like a significant feature change of like, well, I want it to be easier or I think you should be able to, to have checkpoints or saves or do-overs. It's like, well, but then it, then it wouldn't be the game that they wanted to build. It'd be something completely different, you know? It's kind of related to the, the to the radar poll. If you guys are new, take the poll at the top of the chat. Do you, like, do you think radar belongs in a game like Halo? I think people talk very similarly about games like Halo. They're like, radar is a crutch. Radar is for noobs. Radar doesn't belong in the game. And it's like, what are you talking about? They, from the ground up, they built a shooter that's designed with radar, like, as an assumed thing. Like, like they're assuming that the player is going to be looking at the radar, moving in accordance to the radar. That's 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 a that's an assumed thing from the, the fabric of the game from moment one when they build the maps when they when they build it out they're like no radar is a part of our game's identity I really got to figure out why the frick my camera is doing that it, it's like suddenly done it it's doing it more now I'm not doing anything I'm not wearing anything different I, I don't understand why it's constantly like it's like is it be is it it's, it's got to be because I go like this. And move my arms, and it feels like it has to like white balance. Like there's nothing changing in the room. I don't understand. Um, people care for trophies. I don't know what you mean by care for trophies. Radar's easy mode, right? Yeah, radar's easy mode. If anything, that's what the new aspects are. I'm fine with easy mode. Just no achievements or trophies for completing it. I just I, the thing that 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 really makes me say. Please, please put the easy mode on the shelf and don't do it. The reason I'm like, please don't do it. I'm like, they have to spend development time on that, right? I wish YouTube chat on browser would default to live chat and not top chat. I want somebody to explain to me why there's even two different chats. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want to know. Why is there two different chats? Like, (laughs) was there radar in Goldeneye? I can't remember if there, I think there was. Did, Ra- did Goldeneye have radar? I'm trying to think because I think I remember one of the first times I played a game and like I think it might have been Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. No, it was no 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 no. It would have been it would have been World at War. One of the first times I played a game and like somebody used a thing that put the enemies on the radar, right? Cuz you could kind of see them if they were shooting or if they were moving, but I'm pretty sure like Call of Duty's radar you could Oh no! It would ping. It would pulse, and then they would do like a. They would do. Then they could do like the the UAVs or whatever. If there's six thousand people talking, you understand why top chat is an option. Oh, so it's like a scaling thing. So like, if the chat's going crazy, okay. And I remember thinking, this is amazing. Yo, it's good, Victor. I remember thinking, this is amazing. Knowing where people are. There was the SR-71 Blackbird on one of the Call of Duties. And you knew which way they were facing. You knew where they were moving, right? You didn't really need radar and Goldeneye just screen watch. That's right. 
that is true that is true radar was radar was your ability to screen watch that you know you didn't even need to screen watch honestly on some of the maps you could literally see in your peripheral vision you could be staring you could be locked in staring at your own screen and you would be like oh i know where they are in the complex i just saw them go up the ramp and the yellow light and the red light like you knew where they were even out of the corner of your eye like you didn't you didn't really need radar and goldeneye I don't mind if a developer likes their game to be a certain way, it's their game. However, if some of these games are not Souls-like, I played li- I'd play them like crazy. I have the skill, just not the patience. And see, I think that's part of it for them, King Arthur. I think part of it for them, and this is, this is where I, I, I diverge a little bit with some of the game design. I do think some of the things in Souls games are literally just there to try to frustrate you, not because it's good game design, right? But for them, it's good game design because their POV is take the player to the breaking point and see if they can continue, right? They're testing your metal. They're testing your patience. So for them, sometimes they're like, no, we're going to do this and it's totally going to frustrate them. It's going to be a total cheap shot. But the surprise, the death, the cheap shot, however you want to frame it, it's all part of the, it's all part of the plan. Like, can we take this person to the very edge of losing their grip and screaming and yelling and throwing stuff? Can we do it? I don't know. And then and then they, they throw it in there. <clears throat> there was at least there was at least two times when I first started playing Demon Souls and Dark Souls, and I was like, "That is only there because you have no idea what's going to happen, and then it kills you, and you're like, well, I didn't, I didn't know.' But they want to see, can you put up with that, right? They want to see, can you put up with this? Can you put up with a cheap shot? Can you put up with the, you know, the 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 cheap death where you you know the one the one part where you don't know what the barrels do there's just a guy and there's barrels and he throws a firebomb and the barrels blow up and it kills you and you're like I didn't know that was going to happen and it can be very frustrating it's purposely placed in an area where you're starting to get the hang of things you've fought in, you've fought in some of the tougher enemies and gotten past them and you're like what the, what the frick was that right Screw radar, it should be earned like in Call of Duty, if anything. Yeah, there are people that say that, Bella. They say, listen, radar's fine if you earn it. Did you do something? Did you flip a switch? Did you get some kills? Did you whatever? The real issue, I think, with when you make radar something that is only earnable is it starts to turn into the rich get richer. It's like, well, they're playing well, and we're giving them radar. Well, now they're going to play even better, right? They know where you are. So you're trying to figure out where they are. You're hiding or you're you're in a corner or whatever. Well, they know right where you are. What's good, Russell? So they're just going to come charging in or throw a grenade in or whatever. And you're going to sit there with, with decision paralysis is what I call it. So I experience decision paralysis in video games all the time. Cool shirt, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, if you guys ever like my shirt or you like the displates back there, be sure to use the shirt command or the displates command. Support our sponsors. It supports me. Uh, also, be sure to use the coffee command. We got, you know, four or five orders of coffee last uh, yesterday. My wife printed all the labels last night, so you guys all should have gotten emails. Uh, m- make sure and uh, 
make sure and do those things October the 1st my gosh my hair is going to be a freaking disaster I thought we'd move oh my gosh I, I, my hair is going to be an absolute disaster my haircut keeps getting pushed back like, okay I guess I'll just look like a bum um, didn't even know he had one pair oh the glasses joke in, in discord that's hilarious radar has always been in Halo anyways right the radar isn't earned in Call of Duty multiplayer if you shoot you show up Okay, so Sinos, that's the change in in, uh, in in Halo, right? So the change in Halo is Halo Infinite was a threat tracker. It only tracked you if you were sprinting or shooting, right? Now, what they're doing is, is they're saying any movement, any movement shows up. Unless you're crouched or crouch walking. The only way to not show up on radar is to stop moving or crouch walk. That's it. Okay. Um, I honestly think that the game is more intense and more consuming if radar isn't a thing. When radar is in the game, you're constantly looking to the top right of your screen. I don't see the fun in that. This is where, and I, br- I brought that up in the video, uh, Imperium. I said, some people will say that. I had a guy say that on Twitter yesterday. He was like, I'm just constantly looking at the dadgum radar. Like, I, I you know, I, I, was, I don't like it, right? It's distracting or whatever. And I said this morning that that's a skill set. It creates a skill gap. Like, a really experienced player can do, like, a millisecond peek at the radar every once in a while. Their, their eyes are just, like, darting, right? And that's a skill set because that creates a skill gap somebody who is really really good at reading radar and they're anticipating they know this is where they're going to be i'm going to come around the corner and then you know the other person can see the same thing on the radar they can see you right it's like it's like you can both see each other you're both moving if there's no radar i feel like people don't move around as much that's exactly the tension that i think exists in our waffle if you give people no information, they all kind of sit around. Like, I remember playing SWAT in Splitgate and being like, what? Where? No one's moving. Splitgate went from being like a fast, high-paced, everyone's running around, everyone's shooting, to all of a sudden like, I'm playing hide-and-go-seek, I'm playing hide and go seek, you know? I'm playing hide-and-go-seek. I'm like, where is everybody? Like, why, why is no one moving? Well, they don't have any radar. So the psychology of the player is, I'm uninformed. I'm not going to move around if I don't know. I'm I'm going to sit here and wait. I'm going to wait for you to move. First move loses when there's no radar. You moved. I'm not moving. I'm sitting here staring at this choke point. You come walking through. I don't care how quick your reflexes are. If somebody's aiming at the door, hey, hey, hey. Oh, here I come, and you're dead. Now, here's the thing in regards to the people, like what was just said in chat, like it makes it more intense if there's no radar. That gives the opportunity for modes like SWAT to attract the right kind of player. There are players that like that. There are players that are going to go into SWAT and they're going to friggin' camp their butts off. They're going to be like, no, 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 I love SWAT. It's so much slower. It's more methodical. I can take my time. I've got this spot on the map that I like. 
snooze fest in my opinion now i'm a different player than you we both now have a place that we can go play and have fun right i'll be that guy as usual there should be no hud at all much less radar i just worry that when you do that you're only appealing to one shade of color right there's a certain type of player let's call them they're like they're they're gray players like that's their color on the spectrum and they're like i i love no radar i love nothing on the screen right have you seen eastward picked it up yesterday and loved it to death style gameplay story it's all too good very uh pickup light rpg it didn't seem like i would enjoy it i looked at the combat looked at the move and i was like it's charming but i didn't it, it did not look like something that i would enjoy I think radar is okay in games and it has some good aspects. I would just prefer it without it. Uh, It would promote more strategy when making decisions, even in a fast-paced environment. And you, I think you just said perfectly why having radar and then having modes where you remove the radar, that's key. That's key. The key is you now have the option that's your preference that's your poison that's what you like no problem go over here you hang out and swat all day long right there's no radar you eat that up you think radar is a crutch you think radar is for noobs cool we got a we got a playlist for you and then the rest of us that are like i really like the game to move i like people to know what's going on so they can make decisions so they're not all just standing around let me tell you something i'm gonna play a whole lot better against noobs and low skill players when there's radar do you want to know why because guess what they're gonna do if there's no radar they're gonna sit on their dadgum hands and i'm gonna get impatient and they're gonna be able to take advantage of it i'm gonna get impatient i'm like this is stupid nobody's moving I'm gonna move and then some guy sitting in a corner is gonna be like (laughs) put a shotgun up my nose some 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 low skilled patient you know player is gonna just sit there right it's like buying a Land Rover and turning off the HUD because you tell your friends you hate gas work work on your analogy crafting that's not that's that's not very good that doesn't make much sense (laughs) doesn't make much sense <laughs> leave leave that to me leave, leave the analogies to me <laughs> after radar and huds became the norm there's no going back to them now it'll be a camp fest people still camp with radar only differences without radar they don't know i'm rushing in well, no, Bella, the reason I don't think that plays, the reason I, what you're saying I don't think is the greatest, I don't know what to call it, um, you know, maybe prediction or summary, right? The reason I think you're wrong is people tend to crowd around together. Somebody's going to move. You may be committed to sitting in that corner, but your teammates are going to be near. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna spawn close by, they're going to see you and come stand next to you, and now I'm going to know there's people in there, right? If you have an entire team of super committed people just sitting in corners, well, I mean, I would say that's anomalous. Like that, and then they're just playing like a bunch of morons. Like, what are y'all doing? Go play SWAT. Like, get out of here. Get, get, get out of here. You know, camping with radar still happens. It's not as powerful because all it takes is one teammate to show up and be like, "What's going on, guys?" And now you know there's people in the room. 
you can throw your grenades in you can throw yourself in you can take shots or whatever you can maybe try to get a stronger weapon to like charge in with Liz says the idea that no HUD is better or no radar is better makes no sense in Halo I love the debate I actually think it's a really fun discussion problem with that logic is they will just sit in a corner or head glitch and pre-aim doorways and hallways they don't need to know you're coming at that point well here here's the thing i'm not sure which side you're on distorted i can't i'm not quite picking up the point that you're making flynn son of crimson might be up your alley it's on the list for video game voting so every Friday, the lists are updated. I'll make a community post over the weekend. So if you don't like voting in the Discord, I will make Tier 2 community post over this weekend. For Tier 2 members and above, I do the post here on Gaming, and I do the post on Presents. So it doesn't matter where your Tier 2 membership is, you will get the vote. Flynn Son of Crimson is one of the games for Monday. I think Tales of Iron is going to win. It, there's, a, there's a stout offering of really just great little indie titles on Monday. I will maybe do a 30 of Flynn Son of Crimson because when there's really good titles and they can't all get voted on, they can't all get played, I slap them into a 30-minute recording for SNTR Presents. So you'll likely still get to see me play it. By the way, if you're enjoying the show, do me a favor. Hit subscribe. Hit the bell button if you want to make sure that you don't miss the content. Uh, hit the like button. you got to subscribe to talk in the chat. Uh, but subscribing is mainly intended to be for, for like people that are like, I'm digging the content and I want more. That's what subscribing is for, okay? <laughs> subscribing is not just a button to press. I rush around in SWAT and I love it. I'm good at rushing into a room and I win gunfights because of my reflexes and accuracy. I can't rely on those skills if someone sees me coming. See, and this is exactly why this conversation is so important, Bella. Your preferences drives you to a playlist where you can enjoy saying... My playstyle, my preferences, this is a blast. Imposing that on the entire game, I think, is a mistake. I'm not saying you're attempting to impose it, but to say, no, there shouldn't be any radar at all, I think that's a mistake. I think it's far better to say, here's your here's your game mode or environment that you prefer. You know, the camper still hears you coming. If they've yeah, if they're if they've got the right headphones on, sure, a hundred percent. I I will always know you're coming. I, I'm, I'm back from World of War. I've, I've been sound whoring since then. That's not the greatest term, but that I've, I've been doing that since uh, since World of War. Just like turtle beaches. Somebody's coming. I got accused of cheating all of the time in World of War because back then it was unusual for somebody to have like a nice headset and to know you were coming. Most people played with a TV audio. But boy, oh boy, you got those turtle beaches on. Just coming up the stairs. Yep, I hear him. He's around in the corner. Here he comes. Bow, bow, bow. Just knew it. I just prefer no radar. It hurts me in my experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not saying the whole game should not have radar. You're just saying you're you're going to gravitate to where there's no radar because of how you play and how your mind works. Like everybody's psychology is different. So, I'll give you an example. I boot up a JRPG, and I experience paralysis within the first 20 minutes. Do you want to know why? They're like, Hi, I'm the new vendor here, and I've got plenty of things for you. Here. And they give you like six items. It's like, bling! You know, root, 
of the raven, okay? Bling! Bottle of love, okay? Bling! Diamonds from the underworld, okay? I don't know what to do with any of this. I don't, this heals me. This makes me a little bit stronger. This helps my endurance. Just throw it in the bag, like, and I experience paralysis. I'm like, am I supposed to use this? Am I supposed to sell this? Am I supposed to eat it? I don't know. Now, there are other people, they get in the first 20 minutes of a JRPG, and they're like, oh, there's waifu, and she's so cute, and I have all these items now, I'm going to read all the stats, I'm going to immediately come up with strategies, and think through what I'm going to do, and they love it, they love it. So, like, everyone's sort of approach and psychology to games is different, and that's why there are people that are like, if there's no radar, I am just going to, I'm not moving. And the whole game comes to a screeching halt. Like, Splitgate is two different games depending on the game mode that you're playing. It's two different games. If you're playing Instagive or Gun Game or One in the Chamber, quick, fast, everyone's running, everyone's moving. No one's sitting in a corner looking at the ra- looking 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 at the door. No one's doing that. Nobody. And then I suddenly go into SWAT, and I'm like. Where is everybody? Is there anybody in this server? Did they just put me in a game with nobody? What's going on? Where 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 are the players? You know? Where where what's happening here? Well, they don't have radar, so now they're 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 like so uh, slow down. Everybody slow down. I'm not I'm not running out there. Are you running out there? Why would we run out there? Let's just wait. Let's just wait and see what happens. And the game mode, the game flow just comes to a screeching halt. You know what I mean? There are people like me who are like, no radar, time to rush around. Right, right. And if you're good enough, you can overcome the you can overcome the propensity because you know there's a propensity. This is probably one of the reasons you like to rush around. The propensity of players to just sit and friggin' do nothing, and you're like, oh, I love that. They're dumb, and I'm gonna eat them up. You know what I mean? I'm gonna eat them up. SWAT plays amazing when you find a lobby of everyone moving. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of quick kills, a lot of like, ooh, good shot, like good shootout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You use Google Maps today, delete the app and try living without radar. I mean, I, 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 again, again, you, you, you're, you're, I understand your analogies. I understand them. But they're just not very good. <laughs> that's not comparable that's not comparable like if I'm trying to go to my friend's house and he just moved there and it's a new address that's not the same as saying I like playing a game with less radar or less HUD right visual preferences strategic preferences as Bella is saying like psychological preferences like she just likes to rush around and she feels like no radar opens that up because then then they 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 do a better job Lono needs a good food analogy there's not a great analogy here there's not a great food analogy there isn't it's it's difficult because people have just developed preferences about the game and they respond completely differently to the information up in the corner, right? You're a Halo Spartan from the future, you're gonna have radar, it's Halo. Of course, of course. That, 
that's probably your best point is like come on and this is the future you know they had motion trackers in aliens you know what i'm saying like come on i should be able to know what's going on here i'm i'm, I'm a warrior you know <clears throat> take the cheese away from mac and cheese and all you got is mac and sadness i mean that doesn't work either <laughs> That's why I play SWAT. Everyone uh, plays slow crab walks and sit, so I lose some engagements, but I still win more because of my moving and shooting skills. Yeah, I could see that. Like, when you add it all up at the end, when you add up all those inches at the end of the game, like when you add it all up at the end of the game, you're gonna you're gonna have more kills than they have cheesy kills, right? Like, if if they're constantly doing the, well, it's SWAT, so I'm going to sit in a corner and just wait for people. Sure. Sure. They're going to get some kills doing that. They're going to they're gonna get the drop on you. They're going to get the drop on you, and it's going to be irritating, okay? But their kills doing that aren't going to surpass your kills of, like, moving around and decision-making and everything else, right? This is something that I think really good players always struggle with. They always struggle with the fact that they know they're better than, you know, Billy Buzzkill sitting in the corner. They know they're better than that kid. It's undeniable that they're better. And if Billy Buzzkill gets a kill on them, it just ruins their day. This freaking kid sitting in the corner, what a camper. What a piece of trash. I've been there. I hate it. I'm like, come on. It's just sitting there, man. Right? I'm there. I I, I, I can't stand it. But you gotta understand something. If Billy Buzzkill is gonna get like three or four kills that game. You're probably gonna rack up 11, 17 or so kills. You know? His, his four kills don't matter. Now they matter to him. Because that's as good as he's gonna get. Right? That's, that's, that's the, that's his ceiling of performance (laughs) that's his ceiling of performance and I think that's one of the hardest things like psychologically for a good player I've I've shoutcasted a lot of games a lot of different game types a lot of different player types and that is one of the single hardest things for good players to shake off is that you're going to get 50 kills during the day you're going to play a handful of matches handful of games you're going to get 50 kills and players that play like that, they might get 10 to 15 over the course of the day. And that those 10 to 15 kills, that's their treasure. That's it. That's their that's their gold, you know. And don't 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 spit on it, you know. Streamers really struggle with that. They really struggle with that. They get killed by a clearly lesser skilled player and out come the insults. Out come the yeah, that guy's trash, freaking garbage, piece of trash player, but it's like, you know, that's their plans. That's all they got. That's the best they're going to do. You know, that's the best they're going to do. <clears throat> 99% of the time, the kid going 92 and 2 in Call of Duty is not running and gunning. No, 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 no. I've always said, in my mind, I've always said, one and a half KD to two KD to me is the most impressive. Why? Because it means you were moving around. 
the fact that you're KD in the three, it in the four, it in the five, and like when a KD is that high, I'm like, you are literally farming for KD stats. You're sitting in a corner, not helping your team. Like when I see someone's KD is that high, they're either a pro or they're just a total non-team player scum lord that just sits in the corner and is like, yeah, but I got a three KD. You don't do anything. Like you, you don't, you don't do anything. You just you don't help your team. When I see somebody with like, you know, a thousand hours in a game, and they got like a one and a half to a two KD, I'm like, that, that is a good player. They've put in the work, they've put in the time, and they've maintained a very healthy team contributing KD. They're moving around, right? They're moving around. They're 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 not just sitting in a corner, right? That's what I average one and a half to two KD across all multiplayer games. Yeah, to me, you're a solid player. I would take an entire team of people with one and a half to two KD. I would take that every day of the week over all these kids who who farm and hide and like I might two dot nine three whatever. You're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. You, you, you're going to go farm kills. You're going to go to a game mode that requires teamwork or capturing points, and you're never going to capture a single one. You're going to end the game with a 3KD. Well, well, I got nine kills over three deaths. You didn't move. You got no captures, no defense. You got Nine over three? My gosh. You have, you're creating a, a, a kingdom of pebbles. It's like a little pebble little pebble like just slowly but surely stacking them all up so they can like see see what i've done here look at my kd and it's like it's not impressive it's not unless i unless i see the person playing and i'm like well this is a pro clearly their three kd is like is amazing you know that's me one and a half to two but i rush everywhere yeah i remember i would end i would end a headquarters game in call of duty with like a one to a one and a half kd and I'd have guys running their mouth to me. Yeah, look at you with your going even. Going even. I'm like, I literally captured nine headquarters. Do you understand what game you're playing? Like, do you have any dinosaurs on your dinosaur tours? Like, did you capture any headquarters in headquarters mode? Like, what are you doing? That's the real question, right? What are you doing? <laughs> you know? No one submitted any questions with the question command today. If you want to use the question or the Q command, you can have your comment or your question appear on the screen. So be sure to do that. Be sure to do that. And uh, make sure and smash the like button and take our poll. We greatly appreciate everybody being here this morning. Fridays are usually a little bit lighter. I, I I tried something different again today too. Like I didn't schedule the stream that far in advance at all. I was, I was this close. I was this close. We can, like, not schedule it. Did you know that? We can, like, not schedule it. I can just, boom, I'm live. Like, I can I can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost did that, and I didn't. I was like, no, oh, that's a little too sudden. That's a little too sudden. Um, so, we appreciate you guys that are loyal and here every single day. You gotta love the deathmatchers in objective-based games. They're the freaking worst. They're the freaking worst. I remember I told a guy the one day, I said... I've won like nine games in a row. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? If I wanted to farm KD and and be proud of that, I I don't know. I'd be playing free for all or team deathmatch. I wouldn't be playing headquarters. 
You sat in a room and threw grenades. You think that makes you good at the game? Like, I could probably teach a chimpanzee to do that, you know? Like, teach him, like, the muscle memory of, like, the map. Of, like, yeah, go to this room and then just keep pressing this button and you're just throwing grenades in a room and getting free kills. You want me to play the object object in an object-based go- game mode? Nah, man. Gotta pad that KD. That's right. That's right. But KD gets the ladies. <laughs> nah, it kills me. It kills me every time. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? Destiny's a game that's designed for speed and quick movements. Moving around like a turtle will get you destroyed. It depends on the game, though. It depends on the game. Because Splitgate is literally a game, it's an arena shooter with with portals. And you will have people get great stats by not going anywhere. They just camp it out, baby. They just sit. They found a good spot, and they're not moving, right? That's, uh, that is, that is very, very common. You know what I mean? You can, you can sit, hold a spot, and you are totally fine. I'm a top fragger. I end most of my games 2KD, 25 kills, and one cap. It depends on the game. If you got 25 kills and one headquarter capture and a 2KD, I don't know. I don't know. I played with guys like you. I play with guys like you. You're not contributing. You're not contributing. You know what I mean? If I'm killing them before they cap, I'm doing just as much. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, hang on a minute. Hang on. You are what my teammates called prevent, okay? So when we played headquarters, we had people that would run prevent, and yes, they would tend to have higher kills, okay? They tended to be our stronger players, okay? I was a more average player, so I was always on the headquarters. Always. I'd run in, grenade people off it, shoot people, throw my body on it. Just sit there. Watch the door, Okay? And I'd be like, we need prevent. We need prevent. There's too many windows in this building. They're just going to throw grenades in. And prevent would be the guys that would like circle around the headquarters and just mop up. Because if not, they would spawn, they would run, and they'd throw a grenade in the room. And then I'm dead. Great! Like, you know, two seconds away from capping it. Now, sometimes... My one friend would be like, we got to gorilla cap this. And gorilla cap meant everybody jump on to fill it as fast as possible. Like four people. So like if you were right outside the door and another guy was right outside the door, I'd be like, come on, come on, come on, gorilla cap. And they'd run in the room. Bing, got it. Because there were some locations that were just freaking terrible to defend and cap. So you would just want to get it out of the way. Like just gorilla cap. This is a garbage one. This is a bad one. We don't want them to get it. But, you know. We got we, we we got to do this. You got to sacrifice. You got you got to adapt on the fly. And be like, okay, come on. I, I I know you're out there fragging out, you know, but you got you got to come in here. You got to help me capture this thing. Now, a lot of times, I would have guys like that though. They'd be like, oh, I'm contributing, you know. Oh, dude, we'd have guys in our clan do that. Like, look at my kills, you know. And I'm like, dude, you spent the entire game. I know where you were. I know what you were doing. You didn't help. <laughs> You didn't help. Your KD looks great. You got no defense. You got no caps. I know where you are. There's a couple good spots in this map to just farm, you know, and uh, I know what you were doing, but they, you know, they would, they would think they'd be sneaky. Me and my buddies, 
we we'd been playing for so long. We knew. We're like, no, 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 no. You're not helping. You're not helping. We know what you're doing. You're you're going you're going that spot above B, and you're looking down and you're shooting people as they run out. Like we know we know what you're doing. You're not helping. <laughs> well, not above B. We didn't like Dom. We liked headquarters and team defender. Those were like the uh, those were like the two spots we liked the most. You know, it's one thing if you're getting kills around the objective, but some people will just lay up on a hill killing random people for yeah they yeah exactly um let's see installed okay cool yeah i played a little bit of it last night hilly to get my bearings um i think we can make it fun but i also think we got to be like it's a lot of like we got to stop and craft like the early game of grounded is a lot of like gathering and crafting so we need to make the gathering like hilarious because we're gonna have to do a lot of it (laughs) yeah to me and this would always happen we always had teammates that would do this in 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 games in games like uh in games like i'm like frick in games like Domination, in games like Domination, we would always have this. Always. Two beers, four. Oh gosh. Yeah, we, I, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need you a little bit sharper than the last time we played. <laughs> Just a slight bit, a slight bit. Like we can descend into madness together, but when you're already there, when I sit in a chair, I'm like, oh frick, this is gonna be a long night. <laughs> um, we'd be playing like Domination, you know. We'd be playing Domination, and we would, every single time, without fail, you have that one player that flips spawn. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Yes, you did. We literally watched you. I watched you do it. You know? I, 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 I watched you. I watched you run over to A. We're holding C and B. No, I didn't. I did not. It's like, it's like they think that they're going to be able to sneak. In a six v six arena map, it's like it, this isn't this isn't battle royale. You didn't sneak off some off beaten path, you know, in PUBG, right? You didn't sneak. We saw you. We literally watched you do it. You know why they do it? It's the same reason every time. They're like about to get their kill streak and they can't take it. They get like the itch. They're like, I need like two more, two more. I can run in. I know I can do it. I know I can do it. And truth is, they usually can. They usually can, right? Oh, I'm just going to go. I'm going to go get my two more kills. And then all of a sudden, it's like there's A, there's B, and they run into C. And your poor guys at A are like, what's going on? I'm getting shot in the back. What happened? Who flipped spawns? And no one will admit it. Every time, no one will admit it. There's just some randy dandy on your team who happens to have just gotten a kill streak. I'm like, uh-huh, sure. We know what you did. We know. Holding lane ways uh, and spawns are key, especially when you need to get a comeback. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. We would take, I remember, I remember doing this. We would take very, very mediocre players and we would turn them into gods. They couldn't believe their kill death. They couldn't believe, they're like, I've never gotten this many kill streaks before. And we're like, yeah. When you don't, we called it breaking rank. When you don't break rank and you do what you're supposed to do, we will win every time. This community isn't smart enough to deal 
with six people playing hyper organized this community is kind of dumb they're kind of free they're just running around running and gunning and when you keep flipping spawn you're giving those guys free kills because they're running up to a and they're like look at these idiots they're not even looking at me and then just shoot shoot your teammates in the back Nobody bothers to capture A or B or C. Everyone just free first. You will have those too. Just games where you're like, what's everybody doing? Like, what is going on? Why are you guys just running around, right? Pushing spawns when the whole team's on board is a good strategy in Dom. It makes the other team not know what's going on. You get screwed though when one guy flips. If you are going to do what we would call rotation, right? When you would go rotation, that's fine. But when people are committed to A and B and you're the only one pushing C after being asked not to, you're, you're, that, you're just being douchey. That's, that's just lame. Have you heard of the game Void Train? It's currently in early access, but it's similar, uh, it is similar to Raft where you co-op, survive, gather materials, build your train, and fight off enemies. You gotta understand, man. You you gotta. I've, I've, if you're if you're suggesting a game for me and Hilly, it needs to be like, it, it's got to be very very laid back. You know, I got killed by a couple of spiders last night in grounded. I was like, okay, you gotta earn the right to do combat in this game. Holy frick! You know what I mean? When you go solo and break the lines, you killed your own team. That too. That too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Void train four-person co-op looks sick. Yeah, it needs to be child-proof. That's right. That's right. Um, just tweeted you a YouTube link. Possible future topic. Activision has a whitelist where content creators are not banned no matter what they do in the game. Really? Didn't some guy recently do a video where he's like, he did a bunch of research to try to claim that uh, he, that they give, they give the content creators like easy lobbies or something. He's like, they give them easier lobbies. I'm not actually sure. Good topic for you. Activision whitelist proof. Warzone. What's this called? Warzone season five. Let me see this channel. What are you what are you putting? What are you putting on my feed? Okay, it's a 50,000 sub channel. Creators are protected from bans. Really? Ah. Uh. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me. Uh, truth be told, not from that company. It doesn't surprise me at this point. It's not the best video, but the guy has proof from a big Facebook streamer. Really? I saw that problem all the time. We're in the lead holding A and B, and then some idiot jumps on C and completely screws us. I'm telling you, a momentum swing in a game like that, it you will literally lose to a bad team. You'll lose to a bad team. It's like, we were winning. Why did you do that? These guys are trash. But the chaos, the chaos of the momentum swing can make a really bad team all of a sudden just rally a comeback. It wouldn't surprise me. The same thing happened in Apex. Streamers complained about sweating all the time in the lobbies. Uh, in the lobbies they created, and sure enough, now they commonly get easy lobbies showing off. 
Oh, they ban them. They make all the rules. They don't have to. And streamers are good and sometimes free marketing. Yeah, but the minute you do not enforce your TOS consistently, your TOS is null and void. You understand that, right? Like, if a TOS is not enforced consistently, it it's null and void at that point. It's like, why even have it? You know what I mean? Both Bungie and Purple's TOS are null and void. They're they're not they're not even you you they wouldn't stand up if they were if they were right now if Purple was was sued or Bungie was sued for something and TOS came into the fray. You know how easy it would be to prove these companies don't enforce their TOS consistently and therefore that completely nullifies their TOS. Like the minute you're actually in a court proceeding. Because like, Activision's very familiar with court proceedings right now. Like, the minute you're in a court proceeding and they can prove definitively you don't enforce your terms of service consistently, you n- have nullified your terms of service and they are now no longer applicable. You're like, you, you didn't do them. You didn't enforce this consistently. It's now null and void. What are you talking about? Not only does it make you, like, you know... It may be even unethical, maybe immoral, maybe it makes you a hypocrite, but like, as far as the terms of service are concerned, they're null and void. Like, right now, that's what some of these companies are going to have to think about. Cheating is becoming a massive problem in gaming. And if you are found not banning people that should be banned, and banning people out of retaliation or something, you have any idea what kind of trouble that's going to bring for you? You already have a massive cheating problem. You already have it. If you nullify the terms of service that allows you to ban people who are cheating because you're not enforcing the terms of service consistently, I don't I don't think you understand that that is a massive problem for these companies. You're talking about you, can you imagine the Activision going to court, being sued, them, them finding the terms of service to be null and void because they're not consistently enforced and then they're then they're charged with mass unbans because it's like listen we can't figure out who should have been and who shouldn't have been banned it's clear they're not enforced consistently you need to unban everybody right that's never going to happen but the enforcement, the enforcement has to be consistent or the document's null and void. Lack of enforcement on one provision doesn't nullify the whole agreement. Yes, it does. It's a breach of the terms of service. If you break your own terms of service, they're, don't, they're, now, they're now null and void. That was in a recent case. I, I know I read that. I know I read that. There was a recent case where like, you, bro- you, didn't, you didn't even honor your terms of service. You now cannot apply them. You can't apply something just, oh, maybe it's a Friday. We'll do it on a Friday. As long as they break the TOS, it's in their hands whether they choose to ban or not. They don't have to, right? You're talking about a legal principle you don't understand? The way I understood it when I read about it was that they didn't properly enforce it and therefore couldn't claim that, like, oh, well, no, we're allowed to do these stipulations in the TOS are so like, well, wait a minute. You didn't enforce it consistently. You breached your own terms of service and therefore they now don't apply. Now, it might have been only in that instance. They'd have been like, in the case of, you know, you versus this guy over here named Dave, 
you, you didn't properly enforce it, so you can't reference the TOS against Dave because you didn't properly do it. So now in this in this instance, the TOS is null and void. Maybe it's not like universally then nullified, but in that instance, it is. In that specific instance, it's like you didn't you didn't you didn't properly enforce your own TOS. You can't cite your TOS. Courts just ruled against Purple because they broke their own TOS. So they couldn't hold the party in question to any of their TOS. Yeah, that's the case I'm thinking of. That's exactly right. Like, they couldn't cite the TOS. They breached it. They breached their own terms of service. You can't breach it and then cite it at the same time. Courts are completely hesitant to nullify an agreement over a bad provision. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. If they're not if they're not banning people, if they literally have a list of people that can't be banned, I mean, I don't know. Activision ain't looking too good right now anyway. (laughs) They're not looking too good right now anyway. You know? The last thing they need now is to be like, oh, so now you're you're letting you're letting streamers get away with stuff because they're streamers, you know what I mean? It's not gonna nullify it against others. Okay, so it doesn't nullify it against others, but here's where it gets interesting, Eugene. How many people could turn around and claim I was wrongfully banned? I was wrongly banned. You know what I'm saying? Now you've got, let's just say you got a hundred people claiming they were wrongfully banned. And now they have grounds to say, you're not properly enforcing TOS. You have a whitelist for streamers that literally cannot be banned. You're not enforcing your TOS consistently. You've enforced it wrongly on me. You're not enforcing it on them. Now we can claim that your TOS is null and void. Like, I don't know if that's like a, that that could even be class action. But if you have that many people saying, look, I was wrongfully banned. I I don't know what I did. I, 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 I paid all this money. I had all this stuff in your game. A lot of these companies play fast and loose with their TOS and bans. And I, I think it's, I think it's a, it's a short road. You can definitely claim that. Did they give you a reason? No, they didn't claim. They didn't give me. They didn't give me a reason. I was never given a reason. Nope. You're correct about the TOS being null and void. I'm saying this is a person with basic legal knowledge. The TOS is a contract. If you break the contract, then the entirety of the document is null and void. But it's an individual TOS EULA with every single user. So it would only be in that instance with that user, right? It, it's not like if they breach TOS with me, then then everybody is free. Like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. They breach TOS with this one guy. Now TOS is null and void. No, it's an individual user agreement with every single person. They were trying to cite that in their court case against the cheaters. They were saying that the cheaters were using PC fraud to disrupt contractual relationships like business contractual relationships so they were citing the eula as like an individual relationship with each person so it's yeah it's case by case like in my case i don't even know if there would be a possibility for me to be like i was never given a reason i never broke tos so you breached your own tos when you banned me you cannot enforce your tos on me because i because you you've you've breached it it's null and void you can't cite your TOS and say, "Well, we can do it for any reason." No, your TOS is null and void. You just you didn't you didn't properly honor what the TOS said. I'm sure they've got loopholes. Oh, of course, of course. They do that because anybody that would anybody that's anybody that would try to sue them, that's what would happen. 
Imagine, imagine what, you know, what Doc's going through with purple. Imagine what he's going through. They're more than likely going to try to find as many loopholes as they can to avoid. Purple's biggest fear in his case is not having to pay him money. It's going through a discovery process. If they go through a discovery process, you're going to get to see everything the way we're seeing everything with the Apple and the Epic lawsuit. You get to see the emails. You get to see the embarrassing things. You get to see the fact that, like, all of a sudden we learned that Sony made Epic pay for crossplay in Fortnite. We didn't know that. That was a secret. That was a secret of the industry. Like, we didn't know. We thought Sony agreed to crossplay because of the pressure from the public. No, it was because Epic footed the bill. You know? What's the point of terms of service if they can just wipe your account for no reason? Well, the terms of service are largely there to protect the company and let them do what they want. The U- the EULAs that you guys agree to when you play a video game, it has nothing to do with you. Right? It has nothing to do with you. It's to protect them. It's to protect them. If they shut the servers down, if they, you know, uh, I don't know, um, if they decide to stop updating the game, if they... Uh, uh, I don't know. It's to protect them. It's not. It has nothing to do with you. Now they could claim that it's all designed in a way to like, like we're gonna we're gonna. I scratched my arm open like the tiniest little scab. They could claim that like, oh, we're doing this so that we can enforce and stop people from cheating and blah 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 blah. No, the EULAs that you agree to and the TOSs that you agree to. They are literally there. It's just a bunch of... It's miles of legalese to protect the companies that make the games. It has nothing to do with the players. They don't give a frick about you. All they want is your money. They, they want your money and your loyalty. They don't care about you. Now, but they care about my experience. They want to get rid of cheaters. Yeah, because if they get rid of the cheaters, you're more loyal and you're more likely to play, right? I, that, 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 that's... They don't... They don't care about cheaters because they like they care about you. They care about you as a data point of engagement and spending money. And when you encounter cheaters, you're less likely to be an engagement point of spending money and playing their game. You know what I mean? Like if the provision they broke is minuscule, they're not going to throw out the agreement. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it just depends. It depends. I think the optics on this is the worst part. The optics of being like, you you have you literally have streamers that can't get banned you know why would you do that now this guy that made this video could be making a lot of smoke over nothing and let me tell you why you understand that really popular streamers probably get mass reported every day right you you, you probably understand that like there are people mass reporting doc every day they hate him so they're going into whatever game he's playing and they're just mass reporting his his gamer tag. And it wouldn't surprise me if companies were like, look, we got to put contingencies in place. These guys have got to be whitelisted. They're not going to cheat. We know these guys. You know, they're not going to cheat on stream. If they do, we'll ban them. But for now, they might be whitelisting these guys because of the fact that they get mass reported every dadgum time they play the freaking game. And there might have been things in place that were like, we, we, we don't need these alarm bells to go off every Friday because Doc's playing Apex, or we don't need these alarm bells going off every Tuesday because he's jumping into Warzone, right? I don't know. I don't necessarily think they have a whitelist to be like, we don't care if streamers cheat. Yes, they do. 
Yes, they do. They're whitelisting them because they, they because of the probably because of the mass reporting. So the optics on it looks bad. Like, oh yeah, these guys can't be banned from the game. And they're like, well, yes and no. We did that as a protective measure. <laughs> you know what I mean? You played with many streamers. Who's your top five FPS PvP players? They're all scum. I don't I don't want to talk about any of them. I don't like any of those guys anymore. <laughs> I just wish they were more transparent. They may come out and get in front of this and literally say what I just said. They'd be like, we only whitelisted these guys because they get mass reported every day. Because all you, you know, you, you thick-skulled knuckleheads sit here and report them all day. You drool over their streams, and then you're like, oh, you report them. Like, that's why they're whitelisted. <laughs> that's why you're white. That's why you're whitelisted. Out of those top five, you think any of them have easy lobbies? The easy lobby thing to me, the reason why I believe it, I believe it. Right? I believe it. And here's why. Because I play, and I'm not that good. And my stats get me in the sweatiest of the sweat lobbies. I play two or three games of Apex or Fortnite, and all of a sudden I'm like, what the frick? I'm in a tournament. What happened? There's no way these guys that play day in, day out and put up the stats they put up. There's no way. They'd, they'd always be in they'd always be in sweatbox lobbies because their stats are great. They play every day. Like you 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 think you're gonna play all day and put up those numbers and and uh, and, and not get the treatment that I get? I get that treatment and I'm not even that good. That's why I 100 percent believe they get easy lobbies. There's no doubt in my mind. No doubt in my mind. They have a little asterisk next to their name internally, and they get shoved into the lower echelons of the skill-based matchmaking. They just throw, they just throw them in there. It, uh, I, I, you know, I, that's not even being paranoid. That's like, just look at the experience they have. Like, <laughs> come on, look at the experience they have. This is not the experience that I have. I'm, I'm, I'm average Joe player, and if I have one or two good games, I'm miserable for the rest of the day. I'm miserable. I don't, I, and yet these streamers that that play all day and put up amazing stats. Come on, a couple Call of Duty guys admitted it. Yeah, yeah. Come on, it doesn't surprise me at all. Here's why it doesn't surprise me: if you're Call of Duty, or you're Apex, or you're Fortnite, do you really want somebody with ten thousand, twenty, fifty thousand viewers having a terrible time and just getting angry and be like? This game sucks. This game's trash. This is so sweaty. This is so annoying. You don't want that. You want them high five and having fun, getting dubs. That's what you want. And it isn't feasible. It isn't feasible. Play, play with your friends on a Friday night. Find some of your buddies that are really good at Apex or find some of your buddies that are really good at a given game. And I want you to play all weekend. I want you to tell me how it feels. You get a couple of good games, a couple of good wins. You're not playing until 2 in the morning, just high-fiving and laughing the whole time. No, you get thrown on the ringer. You're like, oh, this is such a sweaty lobby. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I was on a Smurf account in Fortnite. I was on a Smurf account in Fortnite with my brother and my nephews, and it took four games for our experience to be just ruined. It was like, we're not, we, we can't compete with these guys. You know, sure, I got nine kills last game, 
Seven of those kills were bots. There's bots in the game. <laughs> there's bo- there's bots in the game. Of course I got nine kills. I'm not some nine kill slayer out here. You fed me wood and I chopped it up. If I have that experience in Fortnite, it's so hard to believe. It's like, how are these guys having so many good games tonight? Like how? You know what I mean? I have a buddy, and I played Apex with a couple of times. He's very good. I can't play with him. The lobbies are drenched in sweat. Yeah, I played Apex by myself the night before you guys voted for it, and the people in my lobbies had, like, it's like they were playing with their tongue. It was like, what? These players are so bad. I was letting them kill me because I didn't want to throw off my, my, my skill-based matchmaking the day before I streamed it live. Like, I hadn't played Apex on my Xbox ever before. And I was like, I'm not about to frag out on my couch and then go stream. And they're like, well, the last two games, you you know, you really crush it. What did I do? I played with Hex and I played with Radical. And it was friggin' fun because they're dope, but it was awful. It was so sweaty. Why? Because they play. They, pl- they play. I was like, I don't play. <laughs> it was terrible. Every team we came up against was like, just like, oh, we're dead. You know what I mean? I'd blink. I'd blink and we're all down. I'm like, yeah, okay. Back to the, back to the lobby. <laughs> back to the lobby. So so I want to watch that guy's video who's like, no, he's like, I've, he tracked it. He tracked the data. He, he watched their games and their streams. He's like, no, no, no. They're, they give him easy lobbies. He's not some like tinfoil hat guy. Like he tracked it. He looked at the data and looked at the trends and he's like, there's no way. There's absolutely no way these guys are getting lobbies like this. I don't think it has anything to do with their lobby at this point in Apex's life cycle. That's just how lobbies are in pubs now. Huh. I'm going to get used to this. Waking up and having Rageless Roast doesn't need to add sweetener. So drinkable. Thank you for that. Thank you for saying that, OG Boxer. Let's see if we have any... um, Do we have any Rageless Roast purchases yet? Has anybody ordered any coffee? No. I just have emails from Amazon. So... On OG Boxer's recommendation, use the coffee command or go to RagelessRoast.com. And you can order some. We have a light roast and a dark roast. It's delicious. It's very drinkable, as he said. It's because of the balanced acidity. And uh, a lot of times people get a bag of the light and a bag of the dark. One of each to try to try and decide which they like. <clears throat> I find that the game will give you one or two easy lobbies when you first start up. And then after that, it's like, yeah, no, that's Deadly Dad Gaming. That has been my experience in virtually every single game. It doesn't matter what the game is. It doesn't matter. It could be Fortnite. It could be Apex. Doesn't matter. One or two games, and they're like, oh, okay. You think you're tough stuff, do you? Yeah, yeah. Three or four kills here. Five or six kills there. Okay, okay. And they're like, pick you up. And they're like, here you go, tough guy. Woo! And they just drop you in the deep end of the pool. And you're like, what? I just, I just got, I just got here. <laughs> I just had a couple light rows with eggs and ham. That's my man right there. It goes so well with breakfast food. I don't eat breakfast Monday through Friday. My wife just makes me like a breakfast shake. But on the weekends, I make like a sausage and cheese sandwich. And this with breakfast food. Oh my. 
that was the thing that killed me in the mornings. I'd be watching comedians in cars getting coffee, and they'd sit down and have like a breakfast. You know, eggs, bacon, coffee. I'm like, oh man, just the clatter of the silverware and the sound of the diner. I'm just like, that is such like a storybook morning that we don't have, you know? We just get up and go, like, and we don't have that. I think that ritual is so important, and we don't have it anymore, you know? Everyone's so busy. Zen with a five spot. Good morning, Lono and Chad. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Zen. Thank you for the five spot. Thank you guys for being here, by the way. Smash that like button. Let's set our sights on the next like, uh, like milestone. Hit that subscribe. You know what I mean? Hit that subscribe. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, Please only hit subscribe if you're planning on coming back and watching content. Don't just hit it to hit it. You, you know, hit it to talk in my chat and then never come back. That's not helpful. We want that subscribe button to be a subscription. You're subscribing to the feed, a daily talk show. It's safe for work. We do gameplay in the afternoons. That's what you're subscribing to. Do, 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 do. Played Apex last night. Managed to kill a sweat with purple in his name. So I checked his stream after uh, we won and he literally killed a whole lobby by himself. And I was just asking myself how we won. Sometimes you just they make a they make them they make the wrong move and you make the right move. Seriously. Sometimes that's all it takes. People make mistakes. Some of the best players they make a mistake. They make the wrong move, you make the right move. They zag and you zig, and that's all it takes. And their head comes off. Like you're like, how did that happen? You know what I mean? How did that happen? That's in stories all the time, you know? Like in the last battle, Eustace is like he just doesn't know, he pulls the sword out, and all of a sudden there's a dead guy in front of him and he doesn't he, he doesn't really have a memory of how it happened, like instinct takes over you know what I mean we got bills to pay, we ain't got time to sit in a diner, we gotta go, go, go that's right, that's right <laughs> uh, did you third party him, there's plenty of variables I mean, if you yeah, if you third party somebody I mean, there you go Sauces and cheese? Yeah, have you ever gotten like a like a bacon bacon cheese or, or a sausage and cheese sandwich? It just doesn't have the egg. We don't have egg in the house because my daughter has an egg allergy. Now, we were getting Just Egg, but Just Egg shares a warehouse with like other companies or something. So like they're making their food on a line that does use eggs, but they don't. So there's this slight, teeny, tiny, microscopic chance of cross-contamination. And, like, that's just enough for my wife to be like, yeah, well, let's just not buy it. <laughs> let's just not buy it. I love the sound and the smell of breakfast being prepared. Don't you just love it? How do you not love that? Like, I, 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 I try to give that to my kids on Saturday. They wake up. And the sound of dad in the kitchen, that's like a special thing in my childhood. The sound of my dad in the kitchen. All week long, the house is dead quiet. I get up, it's dark, I gotta walk to the school bus, it's, it's, the sun's not even freaking out yet, I'm freezing. Doesn't matter what time of the year it is, it's just cold at that time in the morning. It could be the dead heat of summer, but the walk to the bus stop, it's cold. The sun's not out yet and everything's wet. It's miserable. But Saturday mornings, sleep in, come downstairs, messy hair, and dad's in the kitchen. And I smell bacon, and I hear it crackling, and he's cracking eggs. He's making breakfast for the family. That got me, that get me through the week. Saturday morning, I knew, I'm going to wake up, dad's going to be in the kitchen. 
So I try to give that to my kids. Like they, but when they wake up, I'm I'm down here. I'm in the I'm in the studio. You know, that's it. So on Saturdays, I got crackling sausage on the on the stove. I got coffee going. I'm making toast. You know, and neither of them ever want to eat any of it. <laughs> my son sometimes does. He he likes he likes the sausage. So sometimes I'll make one for him. It's it's hit or miss with him. My daughter doesn't want any breakfast food ever. She's like, no, I'm good. I'm like, okay. My old man making us his breakfast special is always a fun memory. Oh, that's great. That's great. That get that get me through every any week. Any week I knew Saturday morning, and you take your breakfast, you'd eat it, and then you go watch some cartoons. You know, you get give give your family that if you can. Give them that ritual. They'll remember it. They'll remember it. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to give them some hallmark moment on a bus stop. Like, do the best you can in your life. No, give them that. Give them that, and they'll remember it. They'll be in their 30s, and they'll be like, oh, I miss my dad, you know, because they they loved Saturday mornings with uh, with dad's breakfast. Or mom, doesn't matter anymore. Or mom. I can hook up some pancakes. <clears throat> Weekend mornings is bacon for me and my dog. Yeah, we have bacon in the house sometimes. Oh, man, we get it from a farmer. So, boy, oh, boy, is it good. It is so good. Same for my family, but it was Sunday night dinners. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Commit commit to that. Commit to that. Give your family some kind of a ritual, and they will, they will remember that. They'll be in their 30s and be like, oh, man, my dad would do thus and so. My dad would take us... There was a local arcade. You, some of you, some of you young bloods are like an arcade. Uh, he would take us to an arcade, right? Funway Freeway, Funway Freeway. Once a month, you'd get to go because there was three of us. It was it was me and then my my two brothers. My daughter, my my, uh, my my daughter, my sister was my dad's daughter. The, the daughter of the family, the baby. She was too young. She was too young to go. So he would take us to Funway Freeway, and he would play Punch Out, and I would play Ski Ball. I didn't like the games because they were quarter drainers. They were brutal. It was like, welcome to fighter, <laughs> fighter of the century. You're like, cool. You put the you put the quarter in. You're like, this is cool. You hit a couple buttons. You're dead. <laughs> Continue. What are you? What? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't. The, the menu went away, and I, and I, I took a step. I got shot. Is that how it's, you're like looking around? Is that what? Is that how it's supposed to be? <laughs> Just brutal. Like you put a quarter in, and within maybe sixty seconds, it's like continue. You're like, no, I don't want to continue. I don't. What do you mean? I'm a kid. I don't have limitless quarters. So I'd go and do skee ball because I was pretty good at skee ball. And then you could like you get the tickets, and then you get like a chintzy stupid toy, and you knew it was trash. But you had you had a trophy, right? You had a trophy. It could be a whistle that barely worked, but you walked out of that arcade with a trophy. Like I got something, you know. Instead of like, yeah, Dragon's Lair, Dragon's Lair, and you're like p- pumping quarters into Dragon's Lair. Like, come on! I just spent eight dollars. I didn't get anything done. <laughs> yeah, kids these days, you have it so good, so good. You're like, I can't believe they're charging $10 for a PS5 upgrade. I spent $10 at an arcade and all I got was tears and sadness. (laughs) That's what I got for $10.
Your kids have no idea how good they have it. You spend practically no money and you have unlimited entertainment. Just hours and hours. And I could go spend money in arcade and get nothing. Not nada. You just, every game you die. You, there's no end. There's no credits. There's no victory. There's irritation. And I'm going to come back next week and do it again. <laughs> because it was too good. It was too good. You couldn't have that experience anywhere else. That's why they got away with it. You understand that, right? They got away with video games that kicked you in the face, insulted your family, and then you came back and tried again. Why? Because you couldn't get it anywhere else. Games today can't do that. Unless you're like from software or some of these rogues, they can't do that. Because... If your game is too hard or too frustrating, then you'll just walk away and play something else. Like, it, but the arcade, it was like, where else am I going to get this experience? Where else am I going to play Time Crisis and get a little bit further than last time? Nowhere! You can't play that game anywhere else! Unless you had like that really weird rich family that had like an arcade in their home. That was always really weird. Was like, was your dad a drug dealer? Where did all this come from? $2 from Steven Seagal. Too many quarters in Lono's shake today. Continue. Uh, I think I spent like 30 before I beat Time Crisis the first time. Oh, golly. Those games. But but that was why. It was the fact... It was, The reason arcades died is because it was like, why would I come here and touch a dirty, busted joystick that doesn't really work that well because some kid vomited on it. I'll, I can, I'm playing my home. Gaming systems in the home completely murdered the arcade industry because it was like, why would I come in here and put up with this quarter drainer? What the frick? No. Like, I'm not doing this. I'll take my quarters and go buy candy or something or comic books. I'm not, why am I going to spend it on this trash? Like that. Arcades became like, Why? But that's where that that was the birth of me playing games was was going there with my dad. Had a friend with the arcade in his house years later while he was arrested for being a drug dealer. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, where did this come from? Where'd you get this? Oh, my dad's got a friend. Your dad has a friend? Yeah, his name's Buckets. His name is Buckets. Yeah, he he comes over the house sometimes and just leaves stuff here, you know? he had like a skid of uh, DVD players. I don't know what it was, but but buckets said it had to stay here for a little while. <laughs> I think I think your dad's a criminal. <laughs> I think your dad is a criminal. I, I I I don't know if it's safe for us to be here right now. <laughs> you know, the cops coming. Everybody down! You're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> are we gonna be on cops? I'll sign a release. I'll sign a release. I think the Nintendo 64 generation killed arcades. Up until that point, arcade games were in some ways superior. It took a while, Eugene. It took a while. It was a slow burn. Like, I don't think the Nintendo was strong enough. And the Super Nintendo, okay. Alright, you got you had the little joy pad and killer instinct. You know. But then the Nintendo 64, it's over. I can get WrestleMania. I can get GoldenEye. I can get the Ocarina of Time. This is a galaxy in a box. It's a galaxy. What do you got? Some pinball machines that don't work that well. Half the lights are burned out. And then you got like, what? 
What? What do you got? None of the games are new. They're all old. Like, arcades just drifted just out to the sunset. And it's sad because the the generation that introduced us to games, like, that was where my dad played games. The reason he was good at Punch-Out is because when he was in the Air Force, there was a place that had a Punch-Out. And he either played Ping-Pong or Punch-Out. I need to write a book about my dad. Ping-Pong or (laughs) Punch-Out. That'd be the name of it. And that that was what he did with his time. And he was good at Punch-Out. Nobody was ever good at Punch-Out. That was always a cool moment for me as a kid. I'd be in the arcade, and my dad would be playing Punch-Out, and I'd be playing skee-ball, right? 20 minutes goes by, I turn around, my dad's got an audience. He was the first Twitch streamer, right? (laughs) He was the first YouTuber. He's got an audience. Why? Nobody's seen anybody get this far. Everybody watches everybody play Glass Joe. Glass Joe. We've seen Glass Joe 800 times. But when somebody got the bald bull, right, or somebody got far, well, now it's interesting. So a crowd would form because nobody was going in and playing Punch Out. It was it was an older generation game. Like usually, you would see older guys playing it. You know, older guys. You know, guys in their <coughs> guys in their late twenties, guys in their thirties. You know, teenagers are like, what's that game? Like they didn't like it as much. It was tough. It was a hard game, and that was always a cool moment. I was like, that's my dad. Yeah, and everybody's watching him play Punch-Out, you know? One word, GoldenEye. Yeah, GoldenEye created a generation of gamers. That one game created a generation of gamers because the Nintendo 64 was incredibly popular, and then GoldenEye was just... Just... Ba-da-ba-da. You know, that little... That blood would come down the screen. Oh, man, what a game. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. And the music's, like, playing in the background. Oh, it was great. I loved playing the arcades. Really wish there was a way for them to come back. I have racked my brain because every once in a while I come up with like business ideas. I have like three channel ideas that I think are killer and I don't have any time to do them. And every once in a while I have business ideas. And I had a business idea for an arcade and now I can't remember what it was. But I was like, people would pay for this experience, right? I can't remember what it was. It, it wasn't VR, because for a time I thought VR arcades would be a hit because nobody wants to put that big stupid thing in their living room. I'm talking about the one you stand on and like run on and like it's got like a harness, you know, and you look like an idiot and all your friends are recording you, right? Most people aren't going to put that in their home, but you can go to the, you can go to the arcade and you can spend, you know, 10 bucks to play for 30 minutes. You, you might have something, right? The issue that you're going to run into now is 2020 shot a business like that, the sunshine. Were you going to come in and touch stuff? No, I'm good. <laughs> you're going to come in and be around people and touch stuff that other people touched? I'm okay. <laughs> I'll pass. <laughs> I'll go home. I'll go home and play on my couch. You know? There are barcades around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave and Buster's and stuff. Those ones do okay because it's like it's all in one. It's like, it's like, you know, big, you know. Yeah, Dave and Buster's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 wrapped it all into one thing instead of like, well, do you want to go to the arcade? It's like, no, let's go to Dave and Buster's. We can get a pizza. We can get some wings. And then, you know, let's go play some games, you know. Last time my friends were in town, we went to a Dave and Buster's, and I couldn't have any fun. I couldn't have any fun. I I, I could barely eat my dinner because people were like subtweeting about me. 
It was like, I don't know, maybe six months before everything happened. I couldn't even have fun. I was like sick to my stomach. I was like, I don't know what to do. And my friends were just like, you know, what can you, what can you do? He's like, they're like in this era, in this era, like, what can you do? You just have to like wait and hope and pray. <laughs> I was, I couldn't, we went to like my favorite Mexican place, couldn't eat, couldn't play the games. It was such a bummer. It was like they came into town and it was so exciting, you know? And then one of my mods was like, oh, did you see this tweet? I'm like, oh gosh, it was awful. Surprise, I've never played Ocarina of Time. Oh gosh. Can you imagine if they, what if they remastered it to look like Breath of the Wild? Holy frick, that'd be so awesome. It's not, it wouldn't be a very long game. It wouldn't be a very long game. It would be, if you comparatively, you know, you'd play Breath of the Wild and then you go play like an Ocarina of Time, you'd be like, eh. It wouldn't, it wouldn't feel, it wouldn't, it wouldn't feel very lengthy. It wouldn't feel very stout. Be pretty, it'd be pretty short. It'd be an amazing nostalgic trip, but you'd be like, my gosh, games back then were so much shorter, um, than they are now. So much shorter than they are now. They just, they're, they're, they're here and gone, you know? So if you guys found us through searching on YouTube or through suggest, uh, we have had some new people stroll in this morning. It's a slower morning. Fridays are usually a little bit slower for us. But if you are new, we'd love to say hello to you. If you're interested in Halo and the radar discussion or Splitgate getting a Forge mode, or if you're interested in Dead Cells getting an easy mode, uh, you know, hit that subscribe button and talk in chat. We do a, a Monday through Friday show. It's a talk show in the mornings, and then we do gameplay uh, in the afternoons. Um, I'd buy a Switch if they completely remade it. The Gorons, those rock guys were the best. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how our memory of video games is it's so inaccurate and I don't care like I know it's an inaccurate memory but it doesn't matter to me like my memory of Ocarina of Time is that it took forever to beat and that it was huge not really no not really it wasn't it it was but for the time but not now no my memory of it is so flawed yeah Splitgate's adding a forge mode they joked uh, they took a little bit of a shot on Twitter and they said they're getting it before Halo Infinite will. They said it out of love, but they're like, yeah, it was like, KFC was like, say something that'll trigger an entire fan base, and Split is like, we're gonna have a Forge mode before Halo Infinite does. <laughs> Has anyone that mentioned that Zelda games are for children? <laughs> yeah, it was huge for the time. It was huge for the time. But now, you play it now, and it would you'd be like, oh my gosh, this is so small. This is so this is so quick. This is so easy, you know. Play sessions as a kid were like an hour tops. I would devour that game in an evening now. Right. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. We got a question coming in. Nobody's been using that command by the way. Uh you guys can use that. You can ask questions with the question command with a Q command. Uh it throws it up on the screen like this. Arch Enigma says Splitgate has had private lobbies where you could mess with damage speed health does this forge update look like it will be on the level with the freedom of halo's past forge modes well forge was usually not about like custom rules and custom lobbies these freaking shorts um it would be about they would they would it was it was about the map making wasn't it wasn't forge in halo primarily about making maps 
It wasn't like this portal thing that Battlefield's coming out with. Like, Battlefield Portal is going to be like, you can do whatever you want, right? Isn't Forge traditionally just like, you're making maps? And you can go into private matches and kind of set some of your own rules, but like, Halo Forge, did, did it... I don't think it traditionally was like, here's an entire suite of custom settings and make your own games and stuff. I don't think it was like that. It was more of a map builder. You also had some settings to tamper with, if I remember correctly. I don't think it was like a full suite, though. It was like you could change a couple of things. Forge was made for maps, modes, and other weird stuff. What? what I don't... I feel like Battlefield Portal is like, you can make whatever the frick you can come up with, right? It was mostly a map maker. Okay. I did not hear anything about Splitgate Forge today. It surprised me. I'm all for it. Yeah, we've, uh, we've, we've, we've got that coming up. We do. I, hang on. I gotta open up the door. If you're enjoying today's stream, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button. Then give the like button a smash and be sure to stick around. We'll be talking about Splitgate getting a Forge mode before Halo and Dead Cells is adding an easy mode. All right. Sorry, I had to open up the door. It, is, it was just, whew, it's getting warm in here. It's like there's no moving air. It's just, it's the right, it's just the right temperature in the mornings now that the air conditioner is not turning on. So then I just bake in this room. It's like I need the air to turn on periodically. Like all summer long, the air conditioner ran like all day. And so I was just cool as a cucumber down here. And now we're in that weird transitional period where it's like, yeah, it's not hot enough yet for the air to kick on. And so I sit down here and roast. And it's not enough to, like, put a split unit in. Hey, somebody ordered some coffee. Thank you so much. Jerichide, getting a light roast bag. Thank you, thank you, thank you. September 20th? Uh, Beanstalker. What is this? Endless hordes of creatures descending from the sky and crawling out. You need to hunt creatures and adapt to your new vertical life. But be the stalker. Let's see here. We have a key for this new... Oh, it's a VR game. I, I, I can't play a VR game. I Like, it kills me. If you give me a code the day before your game launches, I'm going to play it, I'm going to record it, and I'm going to throw it on Presents. You see what I'm saying? Like... I get code offers and it's like your game launched three weeks ago. Why would I what why would I make content for that? Or I get something like that where I'm like, oh I got a key offer. VR game. <sighs> I don't play VR games, but I don't play them. I don't have any of the stuff. <laughs> Even if I did, I don't think I would. Get a portable AC unit. We had one. It's too much of a pain to move it down here. I know in like a week or two it'll be fine. Like it'll just be generally cooler in the home and it won't it won't be warm down here. Like during the winter time, I like I'm going to I close the vent in here cuz the heat just blasts and I just close it. It gets nice and cold in here. Portable ACs are great. Well, I would put it I got a closet in here with all all, all sorts of stuff in it and I would put it in there and it would blast cold air in the closet and you just open the closet door and so the cold air would just come flowing out and you guys couldn't hear it. It because it was it was in a it was in another section of the it was in a closet. You're expected to go out, buy a VR setup, convert your studio. <laughs> this is what we expect. 
There was a guy. Did you guys see? Gas Station Simulator is apparently doing incredibly well on Steam. Did you guys see? It's like the number... I got an email this morning. It's like the number one game on Steam right now. I'm like, well, maybe that video, you know, will we'll start to take off and do well. I had a guy leave a comment on my Gas Station Simulator um, gameplay. And he was like, what did he say? He's like, this is going to sound weird. What did he say here? And what did he say? He said, um... Uh, 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 uh. He said, these videos may have to go into a list that says unintentional ASMR because game sounds while your commentary are just soothing to the ear. He said, these are a good watch. Glad to be a double dipper for these in your daily podcast. And I was like, he, he, he liked my gas station simulator videos so much. He was like, oh, this was relaxing to watch. <laughs> uh, I hate that you're right about me. I, Eastward's doing well, but when I when I looked at it, I was like, uh, I don't know. It didn't look like I would enjoy it. You know what I mean? We need more gas station sim gameplay. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I've 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 got things I can't do that I would love to do with with sim games, with games like that. I've got some I've got some ideas. I've got things I want to do. Like I've thought about bringing back Hillbilly Jack. Like I've thought about all kind of different content, and I'm like, we can't do it. We don't have we don't have the freaking time. You know what I mean? It's just impossible. I, w- I need to clone myself and launch like three other channels. You know, that's what stinks about having ideas is that you can't do them all. Like, repeat theater was an idea. If I could have cloned myself and had that guy, the clone of Lono, literally running repeat theater Monday through Friday, uploads, live streams, uploads, live streams, I think that channel would have been fine. It would have done well. But it was like, I don't have time. I don't have time for it, you know? Yeah, power washing simulator. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. HBJ working the gas station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gas Sim is selling lots on Steam this week. Sim games do incredibly well. It blows my mind. Every time I pull up that Steam database app to see what games are coming, and I'm like, what's this game? It's got like 30,000 people following it. What on earth? It'll be like parking lot attendant simulator. And I'm like, what? (laughs) I'm not kidding you. I made that one up. But every time, I'm like, what is this random game? Just some Sim game. It's just made by like two people in a basement and it's got like 50,000 people waiting for it to launch. They're like, oh, I can't, I can't wait, dude. Oh my gosh. Oh, dude. Can you imagine? It's, 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 it's toll road simulator. Like you're running a toll booth. It's going to be just great. I'm like, you, 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 what? 50,000 people waiting for that game to launch. You know what I mean? Lawn mowing simulator was definitely... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't even mean to do it. I think I just get so focused on what's going on. I'm just, like, lightly reading the instructions. Like, okay, cool. It's the end of the day, so I'm more subdued. I'm not, like, wound up like I am right now. Imagine an MMO that combines all the different simulator games into one game. You'd call it Simo instead of Sumo. Welcome to Simo. S-I-M-M-O. This is the simulator MMO. Which simulator would you like to play today? Well, I'd, I'd really like to be a, a janitor. Perfect. Over here we have janitor simulator. You, sir, what would you like to be today? I'd love to run a bagel shop. Perfect. Over there. 
I did the same voice twice for the for the customers. I messed that up. That would be an, that would be an amazing game. Life simulator. <laughs> no, no. It would be an MMO of simulators. It wouldn't be life hex. You understand? Like people don't want to live a real life. They want to simulate one aspect of it. You know, just one aspect of it. I want to run a bagel shop. I want to be a pizza delivery. Oh, that'd be such a good one. Pizza delivery simulator. Because you'd have all kind of things you'd have to do. Drive fast, drive safe. The pizza could be sliding around in the back seat and that would adjust your tip. Like if it gets messed up, somebody needs to make that game. Pizza delivery simulator. That'd be amazing. You'd start out on a bike and then you'd upgrade to a car, right? And you'd like have all these different challenges you'd have to do and like people getting in the freaking way. Like, get the frick out of the way! <laughs> Paperboy was the first simulator! Paperboy! Who wants to deliver papers? They did this already. It's called The Sims. That's true. There is a pizza delivery sim. There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun, dude. Pizza Delivery Simulator is literally the old Spider-Man game on PlayStation 2. (laughs) The capitalists have won. They've made you want to play a game where you're a minimum wage delivery driver. (laughs) No, but but that would be the point, is that you'd get good and you'd be making bank, you know? Barbershop sim. Oh, that'd be a good VR sim. A barbershop sim would be a really good VR game. Because you'd have like your hands and you'd be like clumsily cutting or like meeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeee
<laughs> People are like, what the frick are you doing? What are you doing? I'm playing power washing simulator. What are you doing? You know? How do you relax? I uh, I go to spin class. What do you do? Uh, yoga. What do you do? I like to meditate. What do you do? I play power washing simulator. <laughs> it's it's therapeutic. Let me tell you. <laughs> Single mom of two simulator. It doesn't have quite the same appeal. Yeah, yeah. Single mom sim. Okay, we've had enough. That's enough sim games. Thank you. <laughs> they like run out of ideas. They're like, all we have left is substitute teacher sim or single mom sim. And the market research is telling us that no one's going to buy this. It's going to be a disaster. This is all that's left. We've done everything. We've done watchmaker simulator. We've done scuba diver instructor simulator. We've done you know, car mechanic assistant simulator. There was car mechanic simulator, and then we did car mechanic assistant simulator. There's nothing left. We have substitute teacher and single mom. <laughs> Got nothing. Margarita mom after four. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere. That's right. It's five o'clock somewhere simulator. How long can you get through the day before you have to crack open that bottle of Merlot? <laughs> One o'clock. Frigate. Boop. <laughs> Man. You done messed up, AA Ron. Adult versions of those game sims are big in Asia. Oh. It's so funny, Zubair. I'm not like a naive guy, right? I, I, I work on the internet. Okay. I know what's out there from the filthy to the fancy. I know what's out there. I had no idea that industry was as prevalent, persistent, and consistent. It was like, oh my gosh, like every day there is like a waifu sim on Steam. I mean, every day. There's a there's a waifu sim launching, you know, <laughs> like you 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 know you you're trying to date them or buy them toys or play cards with them. I don't know, what the frick is going on? I felt I felt like a naive. It was like this is what an Amish person feels like the first time they watch television. That's what I felt like. <laughs> That's, that's what I felt like. I was like, it's a whole world out here I didn't know about, man. <laughs> what is all this? What is all this? And and the Steam... <laughs> the Steam database... I'm getting hot. The Steam database will gray out the images. Curiosity got the better of me, and I clicked on a couple of these. And I was like... Holy Moses! Like what on earth? Like, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I might a little. I might a little. I'm not gonna shame anybody. Maybe I will a little bit. I'm like, what the frick is this? <laughs> first of all, first of all, <laughs> no one's that big. And second, second, and second, second, whoever designed this game has never done the thing that's happening in the game. 
Okay? I want you to imagine an analogy with me. Imagine doing a firefighter simulator and you go to turn on <laughs> and you go to turn on the fire hydrant. And you're like, here we go. You get out a wrench that's abnormally large. And you put it on and you turn it once and just water everywhere. I'm like, I don't I don't think that's how it works. Like, I'm not a firefighter, but I'm pretty sure like that's an unrealistic representation <laughs> of what it is to fight a fire. Now I am married and I do have children, so I know a little bit about the activity in this game. And I'm here to tell you, nothing that's happening in this game <laughs> has ever happened in real life. <laughs> so, so it's just a little bit in like this weird realm of, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's one thing when like real people have to do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, you exaggerate and blah, blah, blah. Right? Like action movies. You you exaggerate. Nobody's jumping around with two pistols like and shooting anything. And we accept that. We accept it. We're like, you know, Nick Cage jumped out of the plane and shot the pistols and it looked cool. Right? It looked cool. We accept that. But these cartoons, man, I'm like, that doesn't, that's not, that doesn't happen. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. What are you doing? I'm late, but radar doesn't need to be there, says Robert. Some people sit around, but others are empowered. Oh, you're late to the discussion. We already, we already, we already smacked that one around here. Let's put it on the board. Let's put it on the board. Here you go. Basically, what we said, Robert, is there's different types of players. There are players that respond to radar with empowerment and paralysis. They do the same thing when they go into SWAT mode and there's no radar. They respond with empowerment or paralysis and it really comes down to player preference. I don't like going into modes where there's no radar. I feel like everybody just sits around and hides. It feels like I'm playing freaking hide-and-go-seek. Right? My brain is hurting from the cringe. <laughs> what do you mean? Are you cringing at me? Or are you cringing at the games, ADJC? Which is it? I actually thought that was a decent bit. I thought I, I thought I handled that well. I thought I danced through that minefield like an expert ballerina. I thought that was all right. I thought I did a, I thought I did an okay job. <laughs> I thought I did an okay job given the subject matter. <laughs> given the subject matter. Wait. Where do you guys see Where do you guys see this game I had to play for presents? It's called Game Deck. And uh, I was like, I didn't know this kind of content was in the game. Now they don't show anything, but there's uh, you're investigating video games that people can get stuck in or die in or whatever and the first crime or the first uh you're it's not a crime yet the first mystery you're trying to solve is why this kid's stuck in this game and it's like what <laughs> what did, what'd they just say <laughs> you guys will like it you guys will like it. it it's it doesn't it doesn't go over outside of our brand I was worried that it would. We got to a point where I was like, it might if I continue, so I stopped. Uh, but it's still, it's still, it's a good, it's a good little game. It's a good little game called Game Deck. Um. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <clears throat> Creature says both. You realize there's a whole category of uh, the hub for the stuff that you saw. 
I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. The hub. What do you... Is that somewhere you, you on Steam? Do they have like a section where they only put that stuff? Because you have to log in to even see the games, which I think is good. Because if not, you know, you'd have little kids like going in, like, what's this? Like, you know, I see a pretty girl. And they'd click and see a bunch of nonsense. I watched it, but you're concerned about romancing Hilly. <laughs> um, the, uh, what was it? What was, somebody just asked me something. No. I'm talking about... Oh, 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 oh. You're talking about a website. I thought you were talking about something in Steam. Oh, 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 hub. That just went right over my head. I was like, what the frick are you talking about? Because you capitalized it. You you put you put hub in all, all, all capitals. I was like, what the frick are you talking about? I thought it was like an abbreviation for something on Steam. I was like, oh, they have like a section for that? Like... I don't even go and look for that on Steam. I open a Steam database and it's like, here's all of the games launching tomorrow. Here's how many people are following the game. And it blew my mind. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm in the wrong industry. (laughs) I'm in the wrong industry. YouTube did it. They put chat in its own window on the right. Instead of the overlap on the video on mobile. Yeah, 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 yeah. They recently pushed out an update on iOS and Android that makes watching live streams quite a bit better. It's encouraging to see. I'm hoping it's like a test run for whatever it is that they've got planned for live streaming and, you know, YouTube gaming. Because, dude, it's freaking rough out here. It is rough out here. Um, Didn't want to say it outright for the safe for work stream talk. I got you. I got you. I got you. Lono very wholesome today. (laughs) Like, listen, I'm aware that that content's out there. You know, I was 17 once. Like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not dumb. I'm not like, there's websites with that on it. What kind of a world do we live in? Like, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I just didn't know that there was a constant flow of those games. I knew those games existed. I didn't quite know that the quantity. And I suppose I should have understood the quantity because the quantity of that type of content it's it is it's got to be in the trillions now i think it's a trillion dollar industry which is worrying for a variety of reasons but it's a trillion dollar industry so it makes sense it was like well of course there's going to be a lot of games there's a lot of videos they kind of go hand in hand poor phrasing but they they there they go step they go step and step they go step and step they go step and step okay all right we have to talk about something else i can't do this i'm getting hot like i'm trying to avoid all the innuendos and it's almost friggin' impossible it's friggin' impossible uh it was quite different for us laura croft yeah 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 laura croft back then versus laura croft now she went through quite a metamorphosis right she went it was like it was almost like if you ever like turn the dial on something in a video game, you're like, you know, you're like, do I want a really fat character? No, let me go down to a skinny character. That's what they did with Laura Croft. They were like, like, let's just go, let's go back down to here. You know, here, what are we doing? Here, this is a little bit better. Here, she can't. She's got back problems and she's going to fall over. Here, she looks like a real person. (laughs) No, yeah, she was controversial back in the day. Because I remember 
Yo, thank you for the five spot hex. My daughter Athena turns 14 today. Could you please shout her out? Well, first and foremost, with a name like Athena, we know she's going to be a conqueror. She, I guarantee you, I've not even met her yet, and I'm already like, I'm already scared of her because I know her will is probably equal to mine. And that's that my daughter's getting to that point. I'm like, she many freaking Christmas. We're never going to get anything done. We both are strong willed. Um, so I already know she has a strong will. And with a name like Athena, she's 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 set. She's good. She's going to introduce herself and everyone's going to be like, oh, frick, like she's in charge. Happy birthday, Athena. <laughs> 14's a cool age because now you get to kind of look down on the 13 year olds. You're like, yeah, I've been here for a while. I've been a teenager for a little bit. So I kind of, you know, I kind of know the ropes, you know, <laughs> I remember the, but happy birthday, Athena. I remember the, the controversy with, with Laura Croft. I remember what the, the, the one that my dad was playing, the earlier renditions of her, it was, it was like, you could clearly tell that they had made her buxom, but they weren't like obnoxious about it. Then it got a little crazy. Then she started looking like Orchid from Killer Instinct. Remember Orchid? It was like a shelf. It was like, what are you going to set books on there? What is that? No one, no one's built like that. What, 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 what is going on? I've, I've met, it might be hard to believe this, but I've met women. I've seen women. (laughs) What is that? What are you going to, what are you doing? Are you sitting like a coffee mug? You're like, hi, nice to meet you. Thank you so much. I got to put my shoes on. Can you hold that for me? What is happening? It was ridiculous. And I remember, I remember specifically a scene where she like gets out of the water and she's and she's uh, and she's like glistening and her like teal shirts all tight. The only thing they didn't do was apparently the water. It was it was warm water. I was like, what is this? Why is this in the game? You know, and I remember giving my dad crap about it. I was like, oh, that's why you play the game, huh? <laughs> he had the headphones on. You know, he's like locked in. He's like, oh, shit. He's like, come on, shut up. You know, my dad wasn't like that. He liked it because he liked Mist. He really liked Mist, and he loved the puzzle solving in Mist. And then there was another one called Riven that came out. Not, I don't think Riven was as popular. And when the first Tomb Raider came out, he liked it for the puzzle solving because it was mysterious. It was dark. I remember him like, you know, her 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 face would change. She'd go like this when she'd shoot the bats. You know, her little face would get angry. And he liked it for the puzzle solving. So initially, when he got into it, it wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm going to play that Laura Croft game. He was like, no, I'm looking for games that have puzzles in them, like Riven and uh, and Mist. And this one's more interactive, because you can freely move around. It's not point and click. Does your dad still game? No. No. He, um, I love to show him games. I love to show him games. Like I remember showing him Tomb Raider. I was like, dad, look how far the game has come. It's unbelievable. Like the first two Tomb Raiders were so good and he really, really liked the way that they looked, but he was like, I I can't play them. He gets like, he gets almost like vertigo from them. They'll mess with his head. He, he has to be real careful because like he was working on something. uh, This is before my, my grandmother passed. He was working on something with her bed or something. And he was like underneath of it and he stood up too fast and it was like, 
and he gets nauseous and has to like sit down and can't move, close his eyes, drink water. And a video game can do that to him. So usually I'll show him a video game, but I got to do it in like a short spurt. Like I wanted to show him Ghost of Tsushima. I was like, dad, you have got to see this game. I said, it's like something, it's like nothing I've ever played before. And so I showed him and I, I did a couple duels for him. And it was just a great experience. I was like, Dad, look look at what look how far games have come, you know, like you, you introduced me to games and bought us Nintendos and stuff. And look at look how far they've come, you know. And and he still has it. He still has it. He'll pick up on things like, Oh, you need to do that, you need to go there. Like he could he could quickly jump back into these games and uh, and play, but he can't can't do it. Um, it messes it messes with his head. My mom's the same. She's a big Zelda and RPG player like Fantasy Star, but she can't play the 3D stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a bummer. It's a bummer because I'm like, man, I hope that never happens to me. Holy frick, I would, that would be such a heartbreak. I'd have to go, I'd have to find, I'd, I would have to get on medication. I'm like, no, no. I, I, can't, I can't give this up. This is like my hobby. That'd be like finding out, you, you know, you couldn't read books anymore if you were a book reader. If you were like an avid reader, being like, can't read them. It makes me nauseous in the head, in the room spins. You you got to get me on medication, man. I'm I'm not putting that. I'm not hanging that up. You're gonna be freaking kidding me. No. I have to get on meds. Yeah, they can help. Yo, Brody, thank you so much. Happy Friday on the radar uh, deal. Certain game modes shouldn't have radar, but I think it should be in the regular Slayer. Yeah. Origami 2 is available now. Request a key. I did request a key! I did! Excuse me. I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that outburst. Don't email me and say, Would you like a key for this game? Yeah, I would. That'd be great. I can record it the night before so it hits on launch date. Silence. It's on Game Pass. I don't want a code to save money. I want a code so I can install it ahead of time. That's why. (laughs) I'm busy. I'm busy so the night before I can record it and then it hits on launch date it's great gas station simulator they sent me a code I think they sent me another one they sent me a code I played it the night before it was recorded it was ready to go hey do you want a code yes no response what the frick are you doing I'm not gonna play your game on principle now <laughs> you could have installed it yesterday it's no, 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 no. It's you're misunderstanding. It's not about pre-installing it. It's not about saving money. It's about playing it before it launches. When a company gives you a code, you can play it early. And then the code comes with an embargo. Hey, here's a code. Please don't post anything until this time. Deal. When you don't give me the code, I have to then download it and play it on launch date like everybody else that doesn't work I can't do that that's why I'm not even acting entitled here sometimes 
you request a code and they say no that's fine maybe they look at your channel they don't think it's big enough maybe it doesn't line up well maybe you play games that don't they don't think line up with what their game is but if you offer me a code and I reply and say yes and a week later I still haven't heard back what what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing like I'll never understand this and never will how how do you not respond to emails how many are you getting there are very few people that get too many emails in a day to appropriately respond or like quickly respond you know if it takes you over a week to reply to an email give me the phone give me it no hand it over I want to see your inbox because there is no way there's no way you have that many emails I, I don't believe it you're just bad at your job and lazy probably a combination of both you, a week what are you doing in that time what how full is your day what what this is your job this is what you do you email people and then they email back and then you email back that's it that's your job what are you doing in that span of time what is what and this is the worst bling oh i got an email oh they just sent it yeah yeah they want to know are we in okay yep we're in can you please send over the details send and this is what they do they're like let me send this email here and ask them if they're interesting okay and then they throw their phone in a river it's like Where'd you go? You just sent the email. I responded immediately. Immediately. What? Where'd you go? It's like they hit send on the email. They just chuck their phone. They're like, "Uh, (laughs) out of sight, out of mind. I got rugs to sweep. Like, what is happening? (laughs) It drives me crazy. Like, this is one of the reasons I respond instantly to emails because these people in this industry are just notoriously awful because I basically say if they're actually on phone in the office whatever right now I want to respond as fast as humanly possible because it might be three days before they reply three if you wait just a couple of hours maybe now it's five days you know what I mean? Emails not I am. Time for a smoke break. <laughs> I got too many emails to answer. I'm working from oldest to newest. Your email is not at the end of the queue. That's why I want to see their inbox. Because I don't believe it. I believe it, Abe. There are people who whatever they're doing, their line of work, their inbox is just bombarded. And they got to, like, prioritize. These... These these people working for these video game companies like getting people codes and stuff no I think they're setting the phone down and playing video games (laughs) that's what I think (laughs) that's what I think that's what I think it's been like this for six years by the way it's always been like this in the industry it used to drive me crazy I'd be like Oh, this is such a great opportunity. Oh my gosh, like you're you're like rivet you're right? And you send it. 
right? And then they... <laughs> And then, oh yeah, Clark started. Who just emailed me? Who is this? I don't even know who you are. It says, oh yeah, Clark started. <laughs> I'm not replying to you. <laughs> I get around 700 emails in an eight-hour period. What the frick? What do you do? Yeah, they need to play Office Simulator. <laughs> I feel personally attacked. You should. You should. You know me, 100 seconds, my guy. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. I mean, I, I don't recognize your first and last name, though, Major. I, I know you as Major Mischief. I don't, <laughs> I don't know you as, as your as your as your as your government. I don't, <laughs> I don't think of people in that way. You know, except for maybe Zubair, like one of the one of the one of the weirdos that uses his actual name on the internet. You know, the frick does that. Can we normalize not hitting reply all? <laughs> the, the, be, the best. The best is when you would get stuck in a reply all scolding session. You're a safety consultant in the trucking industry. See, but that's different. That's different. Oh, Brittany, you use yours as well? There you go. Jake's like, I feel attacked. <laughs> Robert's like, yeah, he's a weirdo. <laughs> That's right. I, I actually wish. It, I, there's two sides of my brain here because when somebody's being kind of weird in chat, you're like, come on, Robert. Like that, Robert has so much more punch to it than like Arch Enigma. You know what I mean? <laughs> do, you, do you hear what I'm saying, Jake? You know, Jake. It like it like punches you in the ear. Using using somebody's username, it just isn't the same, you know. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> so that's one thing I like about YouTube. Like I rail on this. I'm like user, you know, usability on YouTube's chats not where it needs to be. You need to give people the option to like pick a username right there in the box, you know, and they pick that username and then that's the end of it. And let them change it once every sixty days, maybe. But it'd be attached to their Google account. Like, don't make them go through like four different screens to make their name what they want it to be, right? That's that I don't I don't think that's ideal, right? But but I love seeing people's real names sometimes because it can be funny to use per, a person's like real first name. I got to the age of thirty five and was sick of people calling me by my gamer tag. Screw it. If you're gonna yell at me, just say my name. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, B20 Greenside what is this what is this he says I saw a news article about how video games are only for children with games like Pokemon and Mario what do you think about this I, I who wrote that did like an old nun stumble into a newsroom and accidentally type up an idiotic article what do you mean video games are only for children like who typed that <laughs> who what are you? What? You hate Safe Arm? Yeah, Jake from Safe Arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't even make... I don't even know why anybody would bother typing that. Video games are just for children. Ah. Huh? Doesn't make any sense. No, from Friday's happening today, Diaz. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Lightly... Did Lightly write that article? You know? 
<laughs> Daily reminder, please don't state oh stare at the LEDs behind you. I don't even look at them. I don't, but they're in the room and there's like a flicker. Like I, it messes with my eyes. Young uh, had a video out the other day and the lady said they're only for kids and adults shouldn't play them. Like, here's something that people don't understand. Let me, let me, it'd be, it'd be alarming for people like that to, to realize that we don't care what you think. Like, no one's going and asking permission. That's the big problem with culture right now. Everyone is operating under the, the, the delusion that if you shout loud enough or complain loud enough, like, we're all supposed to answer to you. Like, shut the frick up and sit down. Nobody, nobody cares what you think. Like, I don't... Well, men, just shut up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't answer to, to you. Where, like, what, what happened to you to put you under this delusion that, like, culture and people answer to to the whims of what you think is right and wrong like what hubris laden coffee did you drink this morning that makes you think that like yeah well I wonder what uh, I want I wonder what this other person thinks like what, what why why do you think that what what made people so delusional that they think we we should listen to them? You know, there there was a natural, there was a natural process of like, if you were an authority on something or you got educated or you became, you know, an influential person, it wasn't just because you went out and bought a microphone, right? Like, well, let me go to the store and buy a microphone and a speaker. Now people did this, right? They go to street corners and stuff. But generally speaking, if someone had a voice or got listened to it was because well this guy's a PhD or this 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 woman has a doctorate or whatever they're well educated like they wrote a book or you know they've they've been to you know I don't know they've been to college not that college is a requirement but there was like a process where you would say this person is an authority on the on the subject right and now Everyone's under the delusion that they have a voice. No, you don't. You have a Twitter account. That's not the same thing. Like, having a voice would mean you're worth listening to. Having a voice would mean, like, you have a perspective that's valuable. And right now, everybody has, like, you scream loud enough. It's like, it's not about the value or the authority. It's about the volume and I mean volume like audible but also volume of like quantity you get enough people shouting like about a certain thing and then like everyone's like well I guess we better I guess we better go along with this so like when someone writes an article like that all they're actually doing they're doing the same thing that everybody else is doing they're operating under the delusion that their opinion matters that's what they're doing They're operating under this delusion that like, well, what I think about adults and video games and culture matters. No, it doesn't. Shut the frick up and keep that to yourself. We don't care what you think. No one asked you, right? 
and and the funny thing is the funny thing is people will be just as dismissive to that article but then they turn around and do the same thing they act like their opinion on culture their opinion on things matter and it's like no you do you have a degree in sociology do you have a degree in political science do you have a degree in anything like are you know what i'm saying are are you educated enough to speak on this with authority like authority has got to be one of the single greatest problems right now what authority are you appealing to to make that claim that video games are for children like where where, where are you getting this right what what are, you, what are you basing this off of well it's just a claim and if i claim it loud enough and angry enough does a degree in network engineering count if you're talking about those things, yeah. Yeah. If somebody starts giving you like networking advice and like how to set up your your knock and all this other stuff, well then yeah, you would consult somebody with a networking engineering degree. Like, well what does this guy say? You know. Well, I heard if you tie the ethernet cords in knots, it actually speeds up the service. Like, who are you? My degree's in underwater basket weaving. That's right. That's right. Both sides are being amplified out by all proportions. I try my best not to signal boost any of these attention. Right. Oh man, I forget. I I phrased it last night. I was walking. With, I was we were. I was on a walk with my wife, and um, you know, we were talking about some of the things going on, and I said something to the effect of like, people think, people operate under this like I have to, I have to choose a side. And the problem with that is, is even if you don't want to, you feel like, like a cultural pressure, a cultural pressure and impetus to choose a side. The claim is odd considering some games legally require you to be an adult to play. Right. Well, even if you're playing like a game like Pokemon, it like, you could still love it and have a great time with it. Ironically enough. Ironically enough, one of the most brilliant intellectuals of, I would say, probably of all time, very brilliant intellectual, C.S. Lewis, he said that he always found it very sad when adults did not enjoy reading children's stories or fantasy stories, right? He thought that was such a sad thing. And to me, the modern day children's stories and fantasy stories, those are video games. And I actually connect more with someone who can read a book like Redwall or Narnia or play a video game and feel a sense of joy and mirth and excitement and get excited and not be embarrassed what other people are going to think of them. I connect more with a person like that than someone who's like, well, it's for children. Like, man, who soured your existence? Why are you like this? Why? You know what I mean? Like, what? There's so many great things to be, you know, to experience and to love and to enjoy. Fat Stevens Gall with $2. I do have a degree in eating cheesecake and crying. I mean, sometimes you need that, you know? I'm 37. I enjoy a Pokemon game from time to time. Yeah. I enjoy Redwall. Marl Fox is my favorite. We've not gotten to one about Marl Fox. The one we're working on now, it's the second Martin. I didn't realize there was multiple Martins. It was a, it's a second Martin, and they're dealing with Ublas, Ublas with his the cra- with his crazy eyes. 
Ublaz speaks calmly and menacingly. And he, if you stare into his eyes, he like, he messes with you, you know. 45 and I love Redwall. Yeah. I like trying to come up with a voice of like for every character. It's really, really hard. Like I usually put the hairs in the same category and then I put like the otters in the same category and then you have like the moles in the same category. They all speak very similarly so that like I know immediately what to tap into when I read like, oh, this is a hair, right? The hairs have like a very uppity, you know, what, what? They like, they have this very quick way of speaking and then the moles are like, sloppily drawling all their words together, you know, or go get down into the cellar, because they're like taking care of the, you know, the wine. <clears throat> the, w- the hardest part about reading it and doing voices for my kids is sometimes you don't know who's talking. Like, they'll just start talking, I'm like, and I have to like, my eyes have to like jut down. I'm like, oh. Oh, it's the Abbot. So you have to talk old and a little bit breathy, because they've been around for a while. You got to do the Abbot. So if you know it's the Abbot, you got to do that voice because the Abbot's old, you know. It's easier for like the voles, like the little voles and the moles and the hairs because you can immediately see it's like phonetically busted up to sound funny, you know. But it's hard. Like I'm like trying to, I try to make it sound like it's, you know, like it's real. Redwall like Duncton Wood? Is that a joke? Like Duncton Wood? I don't know what Duncton Wood is. Redwall is like it's kind of like Green Ember, but you know, it's it's more like um it's kind of its own thing. It's just it's animals. Like, you know, you got the good guys, which are usually the badgers and the mice and the hares and the moles and the otters and the uh, the shrews, you know, the log, 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 those guys. But then the bad guys are usually like foxes because they're crafty and sneaky. And then you got the sea rats um, and snakes, birds. It's a mixed bag. Like owls are usually good, and sometimes hawks could be good. But then there's like gulls and ravens. It's really, really good. It's excellent. It's really, really excellent. I love it. Yeah, there's usually badgers are usually the most fearsome in the books. They're the they're the warriors. They get overtaken with um, the badger. What's it called? Is it the bloodlust or the battle rage or something? They get overtaken by something and you can't be around them because they would even kill their 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 allies when it overtakes them. When a badger, when it when it takes them, you have to stay away from them. But they're so fierce that it they. It can it can make them they're like unbeatable when that when that overtakes them it's very they're very very cool it was published in 1980 it was pretty huge in the fantasy genre worth checking out I'm excited for when my kids are old enough for Harry Potter like Redwall is very much like they're five and they're seven I, I think when I think when like my son is eight or nine we might we might finally dive into Harry Potter so we're still about three or four years away from Harry Potter it sounds like it's for children. It's no, it's right down the middle. I'll tell you right now. When I read the Chronicles of Narnia or Wingfeather or Green Ember to my kids, I enjoy, I really enjoy it. I think the uh, I think the characters are cool. I think the progression, the story is cool. Um, you know, is it my eyes are getting brighter and darker? 
It's no, it's it's just my it's just the stupid camera trying to do an auto white balance thing. I think when my arms enter the picture and then go back down, sometimes it triggers it to be like it thinks that we need to be brighter in here, which doesn't make any sense because the, my arms are lighter colored than everything else. Cameras have a really hard time with light. They have a really hard time with light, and it just doesn't like this room. It's like really dark back there, and I'm like like blazing bright, so. I tried watching Harry Potter again. Movie did not age well. The first three movies are basically the same. You gotta like jump to like Goblet of Fire and then you're good. Or like Prisoner of Azkaban and then you're good. Like the first couple are like, this is it's always the same. It's like the same plot. It resolves itself almost identically. And you're like, I just watched this movie. They're just a little bit older now. You know what I mean? Can you capture yourself reading Redwall? I'd love that. Every once in a while, I've thought about giving people a sample um, of of like when I like how I read books to my kids, because I I I'm not dumb. Like I can be aware. I'm aware of when I'm good at something. I actually think I'm pretty good at it. I think my kids are gonna grow up thinking that that's normal, and then they're gonna hear somebody read a like they're gonna go to somebody's house and be like, that's how they read books. You know what I mean? Um, so like I, I know I'm pretty good at it. I just don't know if there's if there's time or money in it. You know what I mean? I even have my own book ideas. I have a whole series idea that I think would be pretty cool. I came up with a whole. There'd be backstory. There'd be. Uh, uh, it was. It was actually. I, I really. I really think it was a good idea. I just don't have. I just. I, I actually do not have time. <laughs> you know. Daniel Craig's farewell speech. Oh yeah, yeah. He seems like such a nice guy. You know. I just find the Harry Potter to be really poor literature and very derivative, but that's just me. Hmm. I've not ever heard that. I've not ever really heard that. Um, we've been reading uh, books at bedtime for the kids for eight years. I'd tip you to have it happen. I don't know how that works. I don't know how. I don't know if you're allowed to do that. Like you know, have a if you had a whole channel dedicated to reading books, you get you get you you got to get permission for that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Lono's trying to get us to buy him a new camera. No, no, I need to change a setting on the camera. There's probably just a setting that I need to change. Like, it's it's a white it's a light balance thing. I need to just stop. It, like this is how I want it to look. You don't need to keep adjusting, right? Like right now, I just need to go push a button on it and be like, whatever your se- whatever setting you're on is fine. Just stop it. <laughs> so, give me a second. I'm going to take uh, I'm gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna hit some ads and uh, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. It's a pretty light day. Fridays are usually light. Um, we're still navigating. We're still navigating like how to do the show with news and make it relevant because I mean obviously we're not even remotely on on topic right now and that's totally fine we're still trying to navigate and think through that um so you need to sweet talk the tech that's right so I'll be right back don't go anywhere if you're enjoying today's stream be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button then give the like button a smash and be sure to stick around we'll be talking about Splitgate getting a forge mode before halo and dead cells is adding an easy mode
Okay, I'm back. We, uh, we're gonna get some more disc plates. They're putting in an order for us. I, uh, I was like, oh, I was like, hey, we had a really great first month. Let's get some more. And they're apparently gonna get some, they're getting official license stuff for certain games, and they're gonna send me some of those as well. So that's pretty exciting. That is pretty exciting. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So imagining Lono and Helios Cowboys in Red Dead Redemption Online, I think it could be hilarious. We'll we'll take a look at it. We need something like that that's a little bit... We need a playground, right? Right? We need, we need, we need a playground. <clears throat> if they kill off James... Likely will. The character does not fit anymore. He's a male. Paul, have you watched Daniel Craig's iteration on Bond? That's not... He's not that. Do we actually have to debate about how they properly contextualized James Bond into into where we live now? He's not... He's not the same. He is not he is not the bond of old. He is not Pierce Brosnan. He is not um uh oh my gosh, his name just completely flew out of my head. Two dollars from Insomniac Black. Forget Laura Croft. What about Tifa from Final Fantasy? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. The thing that drove me crazy about Tifa, she's the one with the she's she's the brunette, right? She's the brunette. The thing that drove me crazy about Tifa is in another life, I was I was I was good friends with Kelly Link. Uh, she's a great host. She's very talented, and she's super nice, super charming. Tifa talked like Kelly Link, and it drove me nuts. I was like, it's it's like Kelly Link voice acted Tifa in the remake. In the remake, I was like, what? This is so weird. It was uncanny how much she talked like Kelly Link. Yeah, Sean Connery. Sorry. Yeah, Sean Connery and 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 Pierce Brosnan. He's a changed man. Did you watch? Daniel Craig's iteration he is a damaged lonely man he, th- th- they're not acting as if his life is great and awesome and he is not what you, what, would you call him Let, let's look up the definition of what you threw around it, it probably goes over well at parties when you, you, maybe you tell people you're like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a feminist <laughs> You're a man. A male who patronizes, disparages, or otherwise denigrates females. Do you, you think that Daniel Craig's version of Bond does that? Just because he fine and he gets to jump in the sheets with other fine women. Like, he, that's what he's doing? He's patronizing, disparaging, and denigrating them? No! What are you talking about? He's a stud, and he meets other people that are 10 out of 10, and they, uh... You know, they have a good time. They never once make it like that. They don't. Not in any of the movies that he's in. They completely reinvented that element of his character. Not to mention, he falls in love. And they kill her. And not only that, not only that, he falls in love and she betrays him. They did not do the cliche bond anymore. He was completely different. The character is flawed, fact. 
No, 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 no. I'm not saying he's not flawed. I'm saying he's not falling into like the cliche chauvinist Bond role. He never disrespected him even in the old movies. Yeah, but he was a. It was. It was back then. It was different. It was like it was a playboy. He was a bit of a womanizer, like, and that was kind of the thing, right? He was super confident and super suave. Even back then, it wasn't as bad as people probably painted. But the the way they do it now, it's like I never once got that impression that they were like, "Here's the cliche Bond like womanizer like sleeping around." Like, no, he was. He, 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 he falls in love, she betrays him, and then he's, like, damaged. He's jacked up for a while. Like, he's not out there being a playboy anymore. The early Bond movies weren't entirely sure that women were... <laughs> it was a different time. Like, that was what you did with the hero. That was what he did. He got the girl and drove a fast car. It was very cliche. You know, it was very overdone. He was an attractive super spy. Of course it pulls. Yeah, it's no different than how they make Black Widow, her character, part of her character is that she's she's a bombshell. She's distractingly beautiful. That's part of the character, right? That's part of it. That's part of the Bond character is that he is so attractive, people willingly get into romantic entanglements with him. He's, he's, he's not being rude or unkind or disrespectful. It's They're exaggerating everything about him. He's an amazing spy. He's so charming. In the one movie, in the one movie, Pierce Brosnan and Moneypenny, we, we're, it's insinuated that they get it on. Him and Moneypenny. Like that, that's how suave he was. She knew what he was doing. She knew, you know, he had about 18 <laughs> infections. Like, you know what I'm saying? Bond as he was in the books was very different than the film versions. He was much more of the time. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Skyfall, him and M, they end up in the in the in the cabin. I think that, yeah, that was a pretty good one. I kinda liked that one. It was very, very different. It was a very different Bond movie, but I liked it. I think the thing they've nailed with every single Daniel Craig Bond movie is the villain. You got Mads Mikkels, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, and then you got uh, Javier Bodum, and now we got uh, Robbie Malik. Yeah, they've they've done a very very good job with the villains. Very good job. Didn't they have one with um, what's his name from Inglorious? Didn't they have him in one too? They've done a great job with it. I think it was always insinuated that he had a relationship with Money Penny. Yeah. You ever consider a channel where it's just all about you and your life and opinions on things outside of gaming? I enjoy following your journey and just hearing what you're going through. Uh, what's going on with you? Yeah, Christoph Waltz. Yeah, didn't they do one with Christoph Waltz? They're saying Rami Malik is going to be Dr. No. Hmm. Yeah, Peter, we're trying to see if that's even possible. I have a name, I have a POV, I have a show that I'd like to do, and I just, I just, we're just trying to find the time, man, you know? Coffee was so good. What did I give you today? You had dark, I had light, I had the light, yeah. 
I, I was I went back to it because there's more caffeine in, in light. I had trouble sleeping last night. It's been ages since that's happened. I it, I had that weird that weird thing, and so I went out, sat on the couch, and just like sat up, listened, and like listened to something to relax. And after about thirty minutes, it went away. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. Bond and Moneypenny always had a playful workplace flirting. It was a little bit different in the Pierce Brosnan movie, though. Like, remember, he, like, has champagne, and then the camera pans away, and she's like, she says something like, oh, James, or something. Like, they heavily insinuate that in that movie, they, uh, you know, they they heavily insinuate it. Team Dark Roast, Light Roast is for Chad's. <laughs> Zubair. Oh, Zubair, apparently you got a special drawing for your coffee order, so. That's cute. That's cute. Yeah. What game is playing for this afternoon? Uh, Dark Souls 3. We're continuing from Friday. Dark Souls 3. Um, I'm such a big fan of the Dark Roast. Uh, I'll have to buy two or three in the next order. Yeah, yeah. Don't go over three, though. If you're going to go over three, you need to, you know, buy a bunch. Because when you go over three, you're you're getting a box. <laughs> the shipping goes way up when you go past three bags. So I've been telling people, do a light roast, a dark roast, and then get a third bag to give to a friend. It makes a great gift. And then if they like it, tell them where to buy it. Like, if I could get everybody to do that. You know, light, dark, and a third to give to a friend as a present, as like a gift. Christmas is coming up. You know what I mean? What would be a bunch? I don't know five or six <laughs> ordering four makes no sense it just doesn't don't order four don't order three if you're gonna order four then just stock up and get like five or six because you're paying for a box you're paying for a flat rate shipping box Mm-mm. let's do ten then I don't think I could fit ten in the box you don't want to go beyond I think we might limit it we might limit it to like six maybe or something like that don't tell me what to do. I'm going to order three bags and drink them all myself. <laughs> uh, the best offer is three, but at that point, you might as well get one. Shipping is the same after four. Yeah. yeah. Just send them a pallet. Yeah. We do need some more coffee orders today. I don't need you guys stocking up that already have some. I need, we need, we need some, I want to see some new names in here. If you haven't tried Rageous Roast, put an order in today. We've gotten one order today. The percentage of caffeine difference in light and dark? No, I don't have that information, no. I don't even know if you can get that information when you buy coffee from the store. I think I prefer the Bourne films to the later Bonds. The first Bourne movie is great. The second Bourne movie is terrible because you can't see anything that's going on. They went with shaky cam for everything. It's freaking awful. And I think the third Bourne movie kind of pulled me back in. You know what I mean? You heard it here. No, no, no. I didn't say returning. I said, don't just stock up. Like, if you already have plenty right now, don't just stock up to stroke my ego. If you need more, by all means. I love when I see names I recognize. I'm like, oh, they must like it, right? But don't just stock up so the bell rings, you know? Oh, but I'm about to open up the last bag of dark. Gonna need to get more soon. Yeah, that's what I love to hear when someone's like, I got it. And I'm coming back for more when I need more. That to me is like, that's what we want to hear. That means you didn't just, a lot of times people will buy something like this to be like, oh, we'll help support it. 
and then that's it. But the fact that people keep coming back is like, oh wow, we we got a, we got a hit on our hands here. You know what I mean? Um, the fight with the shaky cam was a bit. Yeah, it was awful. The dark roast has me sold. It's so good. Canada shipping isn't terrible, crispy bow. It's not terrible. If you're in Canada, maybe just get. No, wait. In Canada, we can do a first class. So you could go one to three. You can go one to three. But first class to Canada is it's not amazing. Don't I don't even think we let people go past three bags outside of America because then we have to use the flat rate shipping box and the shipping is stupid. It's like 50 or $60. Like Who's going to pay 50 or $60 to ship that much coffee to themselves? Like one to three bags if you're outside of America. Don't you, I don't even think we let you go over that because the shipping is just absolutely dumb. I'm not really ordering for the coffee. I'm just doing it for the drawings. I, I, I helped my wife pack some of it up and a couple of them shift without drawings and I felt so bad. I felt so, so bad. I was like, oh no. They're doing a Jason Bourne. Oh, that came out in 2016. I don't even remember that. It was just called Jason Bourne? That came out five years ago? I don't think I even watched that. Bourne Identity, Supremacy, and Ultimatum. And then they did one just literally called Jason Bourne. I don't know if I watched that one. We need Biome 5. You guys... Hey, 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 hey. If you're a tier 2 member or above, video game voting reset, and I let, I told Creature, I said, leave Returnal on there, because they're probably going to vote for it again, and that's totally fine. Let, can, can we have, like, a housekeeping talk? Let's have a housekeeping talk. The morning show is, is outdated, man. It's outdated. We're not in that world anymore. We're not in a world where I can sit and talk for five and six hours and interspurtingly play a game. We're not in that world anymore. We're in a different world. We we've we got kicked we got kicked out of the nest and we're trying to fly on our own and we're learning all sorts of hard lessons. And the talk show I, I just they're they're we're we're not in a world where I can be like, hey guys, cool, and go play some activities and sit in orbit and da 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 and then all of a sudden Five hours have gone by. We're not in that world anymore. I gotta sit in a chair and read chat and look at a camera for four hours. We got a lot of games coming. We got a lot of things to do. We got work to do. And we love video game voting, okay? Right? I love how you knew you waited until I was in my appointment to have this conversation thinking I still wouldn't have in my Bluetooth. Honestly, I wasn't even looking at the clock creature. When was your meeting? I thought your meeting started like 30 minutes ago. Um, we got work to do, right? I'm going to have to be able to play a lot of New World. I'm going to have to be able to play a lot of Halo. I'm going to have to be able to play games to completion. I need to be able to do that. I, I I don't think a gaming channel can thrive if we're always being like, hey, here's me playing Deathloop for two hours and then never going back. Like, that doesn't work, right? Playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut and then never going back. 
That doesn't. I don't think that that works, right? Now, Deadly Dad Gaming Creature said the same thing. He's like, I think you're going to be able to play New World the way that you did like the Destiny stuff, right? Right. Like he he said, like you'll be able to just kind of play it, and you'll be able to like, you know, talk with chat. I'm like, okay, but we can't structure the daily ritual and and shows around New World. We're not making a New World channel. I'm going to be very, very forward with people. Hey, if you're enjoying my New World coverage and you hit subscribe and the bell button, keep in mind you're subscribing to a variety channel. I'm not only going to be covering New World. I want people to know that because we don't want to start the same problem over all over again. You know what I mean? You can kind of play Death Stranding that way too. What do you mean? Like, just chill and talk to chat? I never got that. A gaming channel implies that you'd play a game until you're done with them or something else catches your eye. I think that we need to make room structurally for more gameplay. I think we need to do that. Right? I assume your Destiny streams weren't like that in the beginning. You had to build a following, right? The talk show element happened accidentally right it happened accidentally so it was like we would be playing and I would be talking and we would be debating and suddenly I realized like this is now a talk show it's not really like it's not a gameplay show anymore okay and then it worked why if something new launched I could be playing the game experiencing the new stuff and just talking to you guys it worked okay you toss around the idea of Fridays being gameplay only. Here's here's what I think, Barrier. I think Monday through Friday all need to be very similar. Because you because what you want is you want to be predictable. And when we look at the graphs and we look at the audience, like Monday through Friday, we need to be very predictable. And that's not predictable. What I think would be predictable would be a three-hour talk show. And people are like, no, don't cut the talk show. We're not, I'm not pulling any triggers right now. I'm just thinking out loud and talking with you guys and being real. In four, in two years, in 12 months, do I want to be sitting here trying to squeeze blood from a stone for four hours? Like, come on. Conversation and numbers. That's a long time. Because people, I've had people leave comments. They're like, you wonder why you're not doing well when you just stream less and less. I don't stream less and less. You're just not freaking watching. <laughs> the people that have left those comments, it's like, I'm not streaming less. I'm working more than I ever have in my entire life. You're just not watching. Like, you think the talk show is it. It's like, no, we're playing this game. Then we're playing this game. Then I'm doing an upload over here. Then I'm doing this stream with Hilly. You're not watching. You're a Chad, right? You're like, you're, you, you, you think you know what's going on. Not you people, not the people that are here right now, that's not the case. But the people that leave those smarmy comments, they don't, they're not watching, right? They're just taking a shot because I don't sit in orbit for six hours anymore, right? And it's a cheap shot, right? They're just taking a cheap shot because they're, they're, they're a scumbag. So I'm not pulling any triggers, Right? Not being able to just sit and flow kind of sucks. Hopping around streams. We just, we're not in that world anymore. 
We're not in that world. I can't sit here for six hours and, like, think of it this way. We can't sit here for six hours and be like, all right, guys, we're done with the talk show. I'm going to boot up Deathloop. All right, let's put Deathloop down. Now let's go do this. That doesn't even make any sense. Like, algorithmically, YouTube are like, what the frick are you doing? It's a six and a half hour stream? What on earth? What? Also, the longer a stream gets, the heavier it gets. YouTube can't do anything with it. They're like, oh, it's a four hour stream. We can't do anything with this VOD. The past broadcast can't do anything with this. It's heavy. It's a four hour video. So it just, it just dies once you're no longer streaming. Now, three hour videos, two to three hour videos, they're light. It, we've had gameplay videos that suddenly get shoom, just new world, cyberpunk, like all of a sudden it's a light, it's a light enough video to throw into search results and it just takes off. But a four-hour video, anytime gameplay has gone that long, we played Outriders on the launch date, and we played for five hours, and that video went nowhere after I wasn't live. Why? It's too heavy. It's too big. It's just like, it's like, it's, they're going to throw it in search, and no one's going to click on it. It's too long. Two to three, people still click, especially for gameplay, especially for gameplay, because they're like, I want to see, I want to hop around. What's it look like, right? The Returnal boss fight video probably would have done amazing back when Returnal launched. It's just, it's the game's a little too old. You know what I'm saying? It did fine. It did fine. It's just a little bit too old, right? Most real talk radio programs are three max. Two uh, hours is seems to be the sweet spot. I, I, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's anomalous. What we do is anomalous. It's super long. You know, four hours this is a long time to just sit and talk and I love it I eat it up you know what I mean a two to three hour video I may watch half in a sitting so I'm down four to five is too much that's right that's right and Zubair they know that they understand their user base's behavior they understand that like if a two or three hour video hits a search result there's a percentage of people that will click it if it's four or more no one's clicking it it's just too big it's too heavy you know what I mean do you think the fact that folks like Tim and them are doing longer streams that might change it? No, because you know what those guys do? They stream really, really long and then they unlist the video. If you missed it, you missed it. They don't let you see it. Now, I might go unlisted in a playlist, but they're not relying on that video getting seen after the fact. They're setting it up. They're a spectacle, right? They're like, you're either here or not. I think what I think what Doc does, Doc's like, you can't even watch it if you're if you're if I'm not live. Tim's leaving his VODs on his main channel. Well, when you have 4 million subs, it's different. So he might be in another category. Like, I know Doc, just like, it's gone after it's over. But with 4 million subs, Tim can probably leave the VOD up and it probably gets great viewership after the fact. Because you've got 4 million people that are like, well, I want to see what happened. You get to a certain threshold and you just do whatever the frick you want. I'm going to boot up and uh, play cards with my doll. Like, what? That's insane. Yeah, I'm just going to do it. They just sit there and play Uno with a doll. Like, people, they can just do whatever they want. They're too big. I thought Doc leaves VODs up. Maybe he does. I don't know. I thought he unlisted them. He may unlist them and throw them in a playlist. I'm not sure. Have you seen Joe Rogan's four to five hour podcast? It's different, Christoph, 
when you're Joe Rogan, <laughs> and it's different when you have a constant flow of guests, right? Oh, Doc is leaving the VODs up. Okay, cool. It's strange to me that people want uh, to watch VODs. Well, Eugene, I have a lot of people that um, love the VODs because they're working during the day and can't watch, and they get home, and on the drive home, they put the show on, and they listen back They listen back to it. You know what I mean? They listen back to it. They like the show. To them, it's like listening to radio because if they're driving or they're making dinner, they can't go type anyway. They listen passively. That's why the show took on the form that it did and it grew in popularity because you didn't have to type in chat. You didn't have to watch the gameplay. The show was something that you could listen to. It became very consumable. This is why podcasts are growing in popularity. Westerners are so busy, they can consume a podcast passively. Driving, in the shower, making dinner, whatever. Waiting to get the kids from school. You can have a podcast running in the background. You having to cater to the algorithm all the time definitely has the effect of you making a lot of content I'm not interested in. Uh, I come anyway to support and because of the interaction. Here's the dilemma that we're facing right now. The 40,000 some odd people over there on Presents that don't ever click on the channel anymore, they're dragging that channel into the ocean and they're drowning it. They're just dead weight pulling it down. There's about 8,000 people on that channel that care, 6 to 8,000, and the rest don't. They're either an, an old account, or they only want a Destiny, okay? The concern that I have now is, I don't think long-term, a four-hour talk show is a good idea. I don't. I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's too long. It's too weighty. It's really hard on me. It eats up a huge portion of the day. I'm eating up half my day. And the back half of the show is completely dead in the water. And I don't mean that to be like, you guys are here and we're talking. But the last hour of the show, it's just like there's there's, there's nobody new coming in. There's nothing happening, right? It goes up. And hits that it gets as soon as it gets to the third, it's it just goes down. As soon as it hits that third hour. I went back and looked too. When we would stream Destiny for six or seven hours, same thing. Whoop, it hit three and then slowly descend. Always. Whoop. It hit that third hour. You get close to lunchtime, and then the decline starts. And there's nothing wrong with that. But my worry is that I'm going to turn around in 12 months and be like, the show is too long. It's killing me. It's killing our ability to do other things. It's killing our ability to do other series or more gameplay or whatever. It's killing our ability to do that. And you want to know why we're doing it? Because if I lose too many members, we're going to have to close up shop. Like, that's the reality. That's the reality. We've, I've, we have, we have suffered so much loss over the last year from everything that we that we that happened it's like if the if the membership goes then we got to shut that we got to shut the doors and the concern is, is that if we cut the show the morning showtime down we're going to lose the members that's the concern but i don't want to turn around in a year and say we're dragging, we're dragging the show into the ocean because we're doing something that doesn't fit. We're doing a four-hour show that doesn't fit. Why? Because we got to keep the members. You know what I mean? 
I know he has to cater to it to succeed. I'm not saying uh, him having to do it is his fault. I think it's stifling his creativity. Oh, I have a lot of ideas. What's stifling my creativity is the fact that I need the I need the paying members to be happy. That's what's st- you, you see what I'm saying? And I'm not mad at anybody. That's the reality. If you build something and people fall in love with it, you got to kind of keep doing it. This is what I whenever I was giving advice to new streamers, I always said that. I always said that. I was like, whatever you do in the beginning, and you start to pull people in with that, you're going to have to keep doing that. That's why I always cautioned people against service streams, like carrying people through content, right? Hey, in order of dark roast to barrier, thank you, barrier. You see? What about a 222? <laughs> creature, creature would laugh. We entertained a 222 a long time ago. 222. We entertained that idea a super long time ago. I'm thinking a 322 is what I've been thinking about. Right? You're not doing a 4-hour gameplay show with 400,000 subs, you're doing a 4-hour stream with 7k subs. That's right. I think a 322 does a lot for us personally. I think a 322 does a couple of things. Number 1, it protects video game voting. Right now, if something bigger launches like Deathloop, Video game voting gets turned into a 30, like a recorded 30-minute video. I don't think that's as exciting. If you guys vote for Returnal, I I can't play Returnal for 30 minutes and put it on the other channel. That doesn't make any sense, right? But if video game voting is protected and every week you guys vote on that, we want to keep seeing him go back. We want to keep seeing him go back. It's protected. It has a sacred time slot. A 3-2-2. Now, that also means... When New World and Halo come out, I can do like a 3-3-1. I can be like, we're going to play New World a little bit longer today. We're going to play Halo a little bit longer today. 3-3-1. You know, it gives me some elasticity. And then we can kind of get back to what we do, right? Like Lono poured himself into this game and now he's doing videos about it. How's the loot system in New World? How's this? How's the end game? How's that? Blah, 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 blah. And then I can chop the game up like we used to do. We're not really chopping games up right now because it's like we don't have a home game. I don't want a home game. I don't want a home game. But we don't have a home game. It's just hanging and talking. That can be done with a game in the background. It's not like the last hour is a show anyways. It could be done with the game in the background. <clears throat> the challenge there, Eugene, is I think gameplay is gold and you don't want to throw it away. I don't think you want to throw gameplay away. And if you if you tack on an hour of gameplay at the end of a stream, it's like no one's going to see it. No one's going to watch it. Like, you know what I mean? Our game requests kind of out the window with the current format. Yeah, like, I don't even know what to do with game requests. So, like, Ratchet requested Ghost of Tsushima until I beat it, because he's just a super nice guy, and, like, that's what he says. Like, well, I want you to play Ghost of Tsushima until you beat the director's cut. And I was like, we wouldn't have had to do that with, um, we would not have had to do that with Ratchet and Clank, and we would not have had to do that with Ghost of Tsushima if we had more blocks, right? If we had more blocks of time for gameplay, right? I would have been able to beat Ratchet and Clank. I would have been able to beat Returnal. Well, I kind of walked on Returnal on my own. New World comes out on September 28th. Yeah, yeah. 
basically i looked at the current structure and i was like this isn't gonna work when 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 we want to devote some time to a new game we don't have space for it right you shouldn't have to do that with any game that has that level of popularity what do you mean eugene like oh have somebody vote to finish it but new games step on its toes is the problem new things come out and we got to check it out right i have theories but i don't know if there's validity to them what are some of your theories i mean we're on a we're on a friday afternoon we're, we're only streaming to the family right now this is a family talk we're not we're not getting new folks aren't coming in right now if they are welcome you're awesome we do talk show and gameplay here monday through friday Doc and Tim are peanut butter and jelly. That's right. That's right. I told you. It, they're, they're, no, it's McDonald's and Coke. McDonald's and Coke. That, that, that thumbnail is amazing. There's absolutely no reason why you shouldn't have been able to finish those games. They're Sony games. That's my theory. I think that this, I think that this channel supports Sony games a lot stronger than the other, right? It's Sony and over half the audience bails. Right. Like, do those new games do better than going back to finishing games? You know what's funny, Stock? We have no idea because we've, we've never been able to experiment with it. But imagine this with me. Okay? Imagine, uh, so we have Deathloop, right? We have Deathloop. And Deathloop launched this week. And every day this week, what I would have been doing is jumping back in to work on it. And then, after a couple hours, we would go and do video game voting. Or From Friday. From Friday doesn't get its toes stepped on because a new game came out. Think of it, flip it around. I'm continuing to work on, uh, let's say when Horizon Forbidden West comes out. And I'm continuing to work on Horizon Forbidden West. And then that Sifu game comes out. Guess what? I have room for both when that happens. I don't have to like debate whether or not like do I stop playing Horizon Forbidden West? Do I start working on seafood? No, I have two blocks of time and video game voting is is something that we can we can kick down the road. We're like, well, there's two games right now, guys. You're going to have to wait on video game voting. You know what I mean? I'd rather watch you finish games. One of the main reasons we're thinking through this JStock is multiple people recently have given me that feedback. They're like, you we, we don't ever get to see you finish a game. <laughs> We don't ever get to see you finish anything. We want to see it. Like, that Returnal Biome 3 boss fight, that was one of the best content moments of my career. It was phenomenal, right? It was so great. And unfortunately, it happened well after Returnal was relevant. It's uh, it's really unfortunate, you know? When New World comes out, that's a thousand percent going to bring back the Destiny discussion vibes with loot and such topics. There's a lot of games that are going to come out and are going to do that. You know what I mean? It's impossible to expect consistent views across different gameplays. Deathloop and Ghost and Papa Halo aren't going to pull the same viewers outside the cult. Here's the trick, though, Zubair. It's not about the total view count. It's about creating 
pockets of this guy plays this, covers this, this covers that, he has a talk show, like he does all these different things, and then somebody who likes Halo enjoys my take on things, they subscribe and come back somebody enjoys my take on Deathloop or my rage in Deathloop and then they come back, you're you're putting out all these different buckets hoping to catch all these different people, and I think one of the things that we're doing right now is we're never allowing a bucket to sit for a while and say we're going to beat Deathloop. We're going to beat Horizon Forbidden West. We're going to play Halo and and New World a lot. We don't have space for that right now. We don't have space for that. So it's like it, we're hoping in one afternoon to like meet people that liked that game. Well, no, I should be spending a week in that game or more. And then there's more opportunities. So the total view count will assuredly go down. The, the first day that we play Horizon Forbidden West is going to be like, Kabeem! and then it's going to go like this. And that's okay. That's totally fine. The key would be you're setting the stage for saying we invest in games. We, we chop them up. We discuss them. Like that's what we do here. Instead of like, here's two hours of a game. Whoop, and I throw it over my shoulder. Here's two hours of a game. Whoop, there's no that doesn't have a lot of enduring value. It's like we're just constantly doing sample platters, which that has value. People love that. People love to see the first 30 minutes of a game or an hour of a game. They love that. They're like, oh, I want to see what this game is like, but I don't want spoilers. So they'll watch the first 20 or 30 minutes, get a taste, cool, and then they're out. That those type that type of content has value not necessarily in the live environment in the live environment you gotta start to foster something those games are too popular to ignore in my opinion despite potential dips in the core there's a lot of things that can go into this yeah there's a lot of moving parts because you gotta think we're always thinking through Okay, what's the possible news story we could cover tomorrow? Okay, what's the possible game we could play tomorrow? Okay, what's video game voting? Okay, like, we're trying to move all those parts. I want three containers to use each day. Talk show, the continuation of a relevant game, and then that third one is it's either video game voting or something new that we think is worthy of jumping on that day. And when that happens... Video game voting still get you still get your video like your 45 minute Godfall video. That came from video game voting. That was you guys doing that, but it landed on a day where it was like I can't boot up Godfall when Deathloop launches. That makes no sense. Do you see? But it would have been totally fine if it was Deathloop for 2 or 3 hours and then Godfall for an hour. I would have had space for it. I don't have space for it right now, you know. I don't care. I'm only here for the coffee anyway. But again, it's hard to take advice from people that are really loyal because they'll be here no matter what for the most part. Oh, that's, 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 we've always have to sift through feedback through that lens of like, these people would be here if you, if you crocheted a sweater, Lono, like they love, they love you. You know what I mean? You always have to think through that. I think there's room for both uh, types new game releases regularly while also investing more. That's exactly right, Distorted. See, I think Distorted's catching what I'm saying. You want to have carousels spinning. Here's the carousel down here. It's a live show. 
we're either chopping up relevant game news or we're chopping up like a game that Lono played and he's telling you about the loot system in New World. That carousel every day, you can jump on if it's relevant to you. And then the next carousel is, here's a new game. It's good enough to keep playing. We're going to play it to completion. And that carousel's spinning. And then the third carousel is either video game voting or we don't want to disrupt Lono's playthrough of Horizon Forbidden West, but a new game launched and we want to check it out. You see, I don't, we need another cog to be spinning and we don't have that right now. I'm like, uh, we got to stop playing this game. Don't get it. (laughs) Don't listen to me, but at the same time, don't get it twisted. I don't love you one bit. Shut up, Wheeze. I know my feedback's tainting because I'll be here, but I can't help but notice certain things. Hey, I we I love spitball sessions like this. Like I think the show has gotten better. I think we're I think we've gotten to a place where like you know, things are very polished, you know what I mean? Like yesterday, all that discussion about Deathloop and whose game it is and then you boot it up and bam, the Xbox base is gone. We actually took a fairly good chunk of the audience over there, Eugene. It was just rough because we, you know, 250 people were watching and we took about 190. I'll take that action. That's not bad at all. That's not bad at all. 190 out of 250 people? That's pretty good. That's a good chunk. We get to the end of the day. Most of you that are here right now, you're the loyalists. You love the show. You love the channel. You love the community. You're here. You're here. You're like, I'm, dude, I'm here. I don't care what's going on right trust your intuition yeah my intuition seems like long term we need to go 322 it's just really freaking scary because I don't want the members to be like he's trimmed back the morning show too much it went from 6 to 4 to 3 like I don't want people to feel like that it's so it's so frustrating to have things taken from you that forces your hand to then take things from the audience. Like I, I hate that we've been put into this situation. It's like I didn't do this. Like we were having a, we were having a great time. We were, we were having a good time, and people came in and took the record player. Right? Like what? All right. I guess we gotta, we gotta figure out what we're gonna do. Like I hate that. You know that we're in that situation. If completion of games live, wouldn't that spoil the game for people? But Rock and Robin, the key there is, is then you have a nice playlist that's always there. It's just a nice complete run. After a year of doing that, right? Feeding a channel complete playlists, like of completed games, that has some value. That has some value. Just start gradually ending earlier. Uh, yeah. I don't like playing mind games. I'd rather just freaking talk to people. I thought about that. We'll just boil the frog slowly in water. All of a sudden, people will be like, "We've been ending at noon. What's going on?" You know, I don't. I, I'd, I'd rather people know what in the world's going on. Like, I want to give more, but I but it, it, you you have to take, you have to slice. There's only so much room on the plate, right? There's only so much room on the plate. As long as you put out content 322-431-716-ETC, I'd watch, work, and lurk. I only have, uh, I only, I would only leave if you stopped doing content. Right, yeah, yeah. Just poll us. Uh, the problem with polling is, is that you're here right now. 
you guys would do, we'd be like, yeah, that's fine, do it. Like, you'd say it's fine no matter what. You know what I mean? It's hard to invest in the first two-hour game session if you know you won't go back to that game. Right. Right. No mind games just asking. No, no, no. I was responding to Eugene saying, we'll just start slowly trimming the show back and don't tell anybody. I, I didn't want to do that. Higher quality talk show with only two hours instead of trying to draw it out for four. I've said that, Deadly Dad. I've said that. I'm like, if it's a popping topic, guess what? That video has a lot more chances to get love if it's shorter. Like when we covered the Sony Showcase. If that VOD was only two hours, it probably would have gotten some good love, but we went for four, and then it just sits afterward. It was popping. It was booming. Right? flip it around if the subject's not hooking anybody and we're not getting any love that's fine this is one of three shows that we do today it's okay if it limps maybe the other two will carry it but when you gotta drag a weak topic for four hours ooh that is just it just murders my morale I feel like I'm carrying the channel on my back we're trying to create space where we can honor video game voting and spend more time in games when they release so you guys can get more invested in those games and the coverage around them. Sometimes that means a game will get a day of coverage. Sometimes it means it'll get a week. We just don't know until we do it. And we don't have the space to make any pivots right now. It's just like every day it's like new, 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 new. It's like we're not getting to plant down in anything. And that's not... You can't really build on that long term. I'm good with a shorter talk show if you're able to dive deeper into games. I think, like, what people need to remember that are like, please don't shorten the talk show, please don't shorten the talk show. You need to remember that it used to be a talk show and gameplay interwoven, and it was completely dependent upon whether or not there was new relevant things to do in the game or not. Am I running? bounties strikes new mission new activity whatever like am i doing that no well then the gameplay would go down talk show would go up it was like this ebb and flow where you showed up and you knew you were going to get talk conversation we're not in that world anymore they took that from us it's like what what, what are we going to do the whole show was built around that the entire show in its dna was built around that so now it's like you got to carry this show on your back for four hours because you got nothing to supplement nothing it's you which i like i enjoy it boy when we're on some of those debates the looter shooter day they went by so fast why we were chopping it up we had a we had something to sink our teeth into honestly i think you need to play some games long term i think to get invested in games you're playing and talking about there's not enough hours in a day no, 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 no. This is exactly why we're, we're, we're thinking through this, Hilly. Yeah. This is exactly why we're thinking through. Just do seven days a week of hijinks with Hilly. <laughs> I, I can't afford him. <laughs> uh, I also think that if you have a chance to play more games, your talk show subject matter will improve just by being able to experience more gameplay. Do you want to know why I was able to say everything I said off the cuff super quick about the game that we don't talk about anymore or Returnal or even right now I could talk about Deathloop I could talk about Deathloop why? 
I, I, I've, I played it. I played it more. I went back in. I almost broke my controller yesterday. <laughs> Those moments don't happen. Think of it this way. I'm an excavator, and I'm only ever combing over the topsoil. That's the problem. That just hit me. I'm an excavator, and all we're ever doing is combing over the topsoil. What I love to do, what we love to do as a community, where I shine is when I'm excavating. We're diving down deep into the guts of a game and its skeletal structures and thinking through longevity, end game, loot diversity, substance, content loop. And my brain starts to go and starts connecting all the dots. And I'm like, let's break this down. I'm not getting to do that. You know, and I've really enjoyed the shift in format. We've gone more to opinion. So like breaking down radar and halo, that's enjoyable. But we we st- we still are like we're still just coasting over the surface. We have some big opportunities with games like New World and games that are a little far off that we can sink our teeth into. That way we can find a place where we can all meet in the middle and recapture what was lost. And t- that's that's what I mean. you could do something like three games a month to do deep dives in it'd be a lot easier to to do deep dives if i was playing new world for a couple of weeks exactly exactly what if you focus mainly on blockbusters and kick the indies over to presents yeah yeah because we're about to be into a deluge eugene we might have that luxury for a while to be quite honest we might be forced into that scenario we might have to jump right from Forbidden West to something else as far as like what we're focusing on and playing. The real challenge is too is when you're playing a game like Forbidden West and God of War, you're not necessarily going to be able to do a breakdown. First impressions, a full game review, maybe one video in between. Maybe we think of like in between coverage. Like what am I going to say about Horizon Forbidden West? First impressions, sure. Full game review. Sure. What happens in between? Well, we'll probably just cover basic game news. I'm not going to be able to chop up Horizon Forbidden West for you, for like topically. No one, no one's going to, no one's going to tune in for that. They'll tune in for first impressions. They'll tune in for a review. But people aren't going to want to sit and watch like Lono talk about like the combat systems in Horizon Forbidden West. Like, let's do a deep dive into this. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. But I don't think that's the play when you play a game like that. Like, the single-player action-adventure games are in a little bit of a different category. But a game like New World? This Redfall game or whatever it's called is supposed to be a looter? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, there we go. You think deep dives are the play? Even a deep dive into Forbidden West? Like, what am I going to say? I'd have to think through what I would do there. Today we're going to talk about the combat systems. You're completely and utterly wrong. I watched a 12-hour video on Elder Scrolls Oblivion that went into deep dive in a single mission, every single combat system, and so on. Forbidden West doesn't qualify for a deep dive. Yeah, I don't think every game qualifies for a deep dive. We have to understand that some games we're playing for the it's hot, completed but you can't deep dive right it's hot you do a first impressions and you do a review and then it'll probably do okay 
but it's hot. It's you're you're playing it because it's hot. You're not diving deep into it. You know what I mean? You don't know what you'd say until you have a chance to deep dive. Some dives are deeper than others. I agree with Creature. Your deep dive talks with other games was what hooked people. That's what everybody always tells me. They're like, I started watching you because you talked about that game in a way that nobody else did. And if we could channel that into other games, we, we the only way we get there is if we make space. We have to make space for more gameplay or we're never going to get there. I'm always going to be combing over the topsoil and having to move on to something else. Yeah, deep dive's good for live service games, right. Or even looters that are meant to be played like New Game Plus, you know? If it's got New Game Plus and it's a looter, it doesn't have to be live service. Even that I can I can I could really dive into and bust up. I was always amazed at the topics that you could pull from the game that shall not be named. It's like excavating. Right. My favorite content from you is when you go into deep discussions about Halo Infinite. You can always do a what make this game so great type analysis on a game like Horizon Forbidden West. That would feel like you're doing a review and calling it something else though. There's a difference between that and being like, let's analyze the leveling in New World. Let's analyze weapon proficiencies in New World and talk about how messed up it is. It's super imbalanced. There's only a couple of weapons that matter. Like, let's analyze the the early game content loop of New World. Let's analyze the end game. Do you see what I mean? It's it's different. To me, when I look at Horizon Forbidden West, what we're going to excavate from that is there's glitter on the surface and there's a diamond at the bottom. That's all you're getting. The glitter on the surface, first impressions. Day one, what's it like? Then you're going to go all the way down and play the whole game and the diamond at the bottom is, here's my full game review. And you move on. Other games like New World, New World is more like a mine with silver in it. You're going to go, get some silver, bring it back up. You're going to go a little bit deeper, get some silver, you're going to bring it back up. You have to understand the difference between like a mine, like like trying to find gold in a silver mine, like trying to find gold in a silver mine, right? Elton John. You got to find the difference between like, this is a mine laden with silver to slowly come over and bring up. And this is a mine that's got glitter on the surface and one diamond at the bottom. Like, I'm not going to be able to excavate from an action-adventure game. I don't think... Maybe... Maybe there's a couple of diamonds. Maybe we could say you do one whole video on the combat system. You do one whole video on the story. You do one whole video on... um, I don't know. The open world elements. Like, maybe, maybe. Maybe the deep dives in an action adventure are a little bit different. I would create categories for the dive, but there wouldn't be as many as New World. You might be right. Because, boy, could I have done some on Ghost of Tsushima. I could have really... I really could have. Oh. I would have felt so... It would have been just... Oh, I would have loved that. I have an entire whiteboard of an assortment of rare and valuable gems uh, that now that your mind is in the right, I think, your mind is right, I think is a good time to discuss. Yo, what's good? Yeah, buddy. I, hey, yeah, buddy, I didn't mean to, 
I mean to chin shot you during <laughs> I mean to chin shot you during a, a death loop but you were being a little brazen and I was gr- I was grumpy pants because we were having a rough we were having a rough session you were being a little brazen so you got a little chin shot you took it in stride <laughs> I got respect for somebody who gets a chin shot from me and it keeps going <laughs> I gave you a little one I gave you a little chin shot I was so angry. You have no idea. The anger was still there. Even at that point, I was still angry. I was so angry at that freaking game, dude. You have no idea. I mean, you have a little idea. I yelled a lot. (laughs) I have so much respect for people. I always do. I have like a a growing respect for the people that get a Lono chin shot. Because it hits. I don't lay... I don't... (laughs) I'm not, I'm not laid back at that point in the day. I'm like, bam, I give you a quick one. And if you keep on trucking, I'm like, I got respect for that guy. <laughs> a Lono chin shot, I think, stings a little bit. <laughs> Are you going to get into the material and the currency analysis of Horizon Forbidden West? No, but you can talk about, hey, maybe the side quests are out of balance and provide you with items in your pack. No, 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 no. That's good, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. We See, we need a schema. We need a schema for... We need a schema for every game, and you shove it through that schema. What do you do with an action-adventure game? Come up with a schema. Shove it through it. What do you do with New World? Shove it through it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You make an excellent point, uh, Wizard. People don't care about what game Lono is covering. They care about his ability to tear it apart from code to cover and how he does it. Wizard says, Lono, when you cover the game that we don't talk about, how many of your viewers didn't play the game? Next to zero, right? So, until they get a game that all your viewers play, you won't have the results. Creature is convinced that it's not about that game. It's about how I talked about that game. He's convinced of that. That's why we brought back the three-pronged breakdowns. The good, the bad, the ugly. That's what I call it. Breaking down a, breaking down a, a topic or a game into the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like, the three-pronged approach I used to take with that game. We started bringing that to bear on the news segments, and I've, I've felt better, and the, and the content, I think, has improved. What we need to follow that up with is... Excavation. Excavation. Because we're not doing that. We're combing over the topsoil. The person that can take a chin shot and keep going is someone who can watch your back when a saber-toothed tiger shows up. I think it's hardwired. That's right. That's right. The passion on that game was noticeable, not just going through the motions, so to speak. It's not about that game. It's about a game that we also play. Right, 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 right. I agree with Creature. The way you break down a game and deliver it is unmatched. You just need to plant your flag in Gas Station Sim. <laughs> I won't I won't tell you what I sent to creature last night. I was like, I have a million dollar idea and we can't do it. <laughs> and I won't I will not tell you what the idea is because it's too good to let out of the bag. You know, it's too good. It's that good of an idea. You can't get passionate about a game with only getting in two hours. Right, right, right. But the people saying it wasn't about the game aren't the thousands no longer watching because it was about the game. Well, for them it was, Wizard, but that's the point, right? 
take a game and use it as a catalyst to expose them to my breakdown, the way I break stuff down, and then they'll become a fan. See, the point that Eugene is making is like, if you don't deep dive into a game, you're never going to get to the breakdown, which means you're never going to convert somebody into a fan. Do you understand? The game is a catalyst to the breakdown. The breakdown is what's going to make somebody say, I like this guy. He may be talking about a different game today, but it doesn't matter. I love the way he breaks stuff down. I'm coming back. If we never get to the breakdown, you're never going to convert somebody into a fan of the show because they're going to be like, it's just some guy talking about video game news. Like, what? who cares? There's like 8,500 channels that do that. Tell me the idea. I can start my own streaming career. Oh, I have another idea that I won't tell you guys either. It was a name. It was branding. It was a concept. And I was like, and we can't do it. (laughs) Creature says, I went back and read people's comments for days. They just don't know how to communicate what they miss. They think they miss the game coverage, but what they miss is Lono. I miss them. I miss miss a lot of that, man. That was was just a lifetime ago. Sir, can you stop funneling that grape? Sir, this is a Wendy's. What's the problem? I brought my own grapes. What's the deal? What are you staring at? You don't lick your grapes? You don't get a little... You don't get a little lick in for... <laughs> I wish I could stay in character. Because I, I would totally do that to my friends. Just do it until someone says something. Just be sitting at like a lunch or like a picnic with people and be like, yeah. No, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like I was saying the other day to my wife that, you know, if you if you really think about the movie and everything that went into it, it um and these are great. It really does start to you start to wonder like, did they know what they were doing when they were directing it? You know? Did they make it up as they went? And just do it and just don't stop until somebody says, what, the, what are you doing? Well, you don't like your grapes? What's the problem? <laughs> there's, there's no flavor transmission, by the way, when you do that. It doesn't taste like anything. There's no reason to lick a grape. statement there's no reason to lick a grape <laughs> i want to i i like do you i i might be psychotic i want to push somebody to the point of saying something crazy that to me is hilarious getting somebody to that point of like there's no reason to lick a grape J- getting them there Oh, that's beautiful. That's humor in a box. You just wrap that up and take it home and think about it.
If you had to start a new career, what would you end up doing? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I have any idea. Writing, podcasting. The same thing with that first death loop, death loop session. Check out on the game. I wasn't getting anything from your play. Yeah, the magic happened from the second play session in Deathloop. The magic happened. Zubair's talked about that. Like, when when Lono crosses from casual observer to, oh, he's invested now. He's taking it personal. Right? Going to law school? You're a, you're a natural douchebag. <laughs> Biome 3 doesn't become a meme. Right. Right. Sitting in orbit doesn't become a meme. Biome 3 doesn't become a meme. Yeah, the rage with death loop doesn't happen. You can't catch lightning in a bottle if the bottle's only out and it's only outside for an hour or two. You're never going to catch lightning in a bottle that way. You got to leave it out there for a while. You got to you got to leave it out there. There's no storm clouds right now, you know? Claymore Claymore doesn't become a meme if I'm not going deep, deep diving, playing a game a couple of times. Getting invested, getting irritated with that guy. You're never going to catch lightning in a bottle if the bottle is only out in the field for like an hour or two at a time. Yeah, Jerry happened in a game that we only played once, but that, that just happens sometimes. Okay, I'm here and I cheated. I'm drinking a Starbucks double shot. <gasps> Snow? Hex. You gotta... You have to punish Snow. I don't know... I don't know what you have... I don't know what punishment would look like. Like, take video games away. Lock up the coffee. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever it is, she got Starbucks instead of Rage's Rose. So, Hex, I'm gonna need you to take care of that. Which might be a death sentence. Because Snow seems like she could handle herself. <laughs> seems like she could she could snap her fingers and give a little head bob and I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't hurt me. <laughs> don't kill me in my sleep, please. Ugh. I commented so many times on certain games that you needed to be able to jump in them beyond the intro because there's no value in watching someone play the tutorial. I was still here because of friends and community, but the game wasn't entertaining. Right, 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 right. I had the thought the other day that you should play through the tutorial off camera so when you start recording you can unload everything that works so that the game doesn't oh and the game does see the problem with that Darth is not all tutorials are equal some tutorials are literally like a five minutes in a room with a guy do this do that do this do that and you're like cool some games 
The tutorial is literally 25 minutes. It's a mission. They take you on a mission, and that's how you learn how to play the game. So your idea is sound, but it's so hard to apply it because I don't know what the tutorial is like until I play it. That's more work for him off stream. It's easier to boot up the game, play through the first 20 to 30 minutes, and be like, this is how the game starts. And it might be super tutorial laden. It might be a five minute tutorial and then 15 minutes of gameplay. Like, it's tough. Like, Godfall was 45 minutes before we even got to the boss. Like, I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, Cyberpunk's tutorial is like three days, is it? Like, I think you had to dedicate three days and call off work to get through Cyberpunk's tutorial. And what Zubair is saying, tutorial usually tells you a lot about the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that belongs in the video. Oh, I thought it was broccoli in the quesadilla again. It's guacamole. I was like, she didn't. She's messing with me. I'll always be a member unless you boot me, but I would caution against confirmation bias. Find the best upcoming blockbuster and go deep. You'll keep most of us and bring many more. It's not about confirmation bias for me. It's about doing what's best for the show and best for me. And I don't think a four-hour show fits anymore. I, I hate I hate that we've come to that realization. We came to the realization we had to move the show over here. We've come to the realization that the morning show is too long. I, I it, it's It stinks. But evolution is painful. Evolution is painful. <clears throat> you know, can't keep you can't keep those wings that you thought were super cool. You know what else is painful? Short hair Lono? Well, you don't like my short hair? It's getting long. It's getting long. I'm not growing it back out, though. It's just getting longer and shaggier. Like Death Stranding, we only got an intro. And when the director's cut comes out, Eugene, I would love to do more than the intro. Like, I didn't want to go back recently because I want to play it on PS5 when they do all the update. You know, I could have kept playing it on PC, but like, yeah, that's some context. That is unique, though. Imagine that right now Death Stranding was a complete game with 60 FPS on the PS5. Right. People forget that we can still talk to you when you're playing. The end of the segment doesn't mean that the end of interaction with you. It's very different, though. I have to admit that. You're right, but at the same time. (laughs) It's so different. 
what I'm doing right now is not the same as me playing through Deathloop for the first two hours. I'm reading, I'm getting, I'm, I'm figuring it out. I'm, I'm not looking at chat. How much will you cover Battlefield? I don't know. I don't know because I don't. I don't know what's there for me as a content creator. Like what's gonna, what's gonna get me ticking? You know. It's very different. If he's invested, he's quiet. That's fine for showing gameplay, but it's not great for interaction. Oh yeah, it's a completely different show. I just tried ordering three bags of coffee to Canada. It says shipping's not available. Is there a bug in here? I'm losing it. Is there a bug in here? What was that? I don't just randomly hit my own forehead. He knows we're going to deep dive this, uh, the crap out of portals because of how we have big community plans for that. That's true. We do have plans for portal, uh, battlefield portal. delicious coffee and pods no but you can buy reusable pods and then buy my coffee and put it in there question is will battlefield be coverable i think we'll cover battlefield and you know and then very quickly be diverting to halo anyway um What will get you ticking is the guy that flies to the highest building and is sniping the whole time and not helping with the OBJ. <laughs> Welcome to SNTR lunching. What's good, Derek? I gotta eat. It's twelve thirty. Um. Shoot, we gotta schedule. Um. I don't think we ever scheduled a From Friday here, have we? 
No, we've not done a single from Friday here, now that I think about it. We were going to, and we had to punt it. Hang on. I'm going to have to create new. I've got it all typed up. I just... <clears throat> Excuse me. We have it all typed up. I just didn't... Uh... Excuse me. Hilly and I will be playing Grounded tonight. It's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids meets video games. Uh, it actually seems kind of fun. Dark Souls 3. And touch the darkness inside me. Alright. That's who's on the thumbnail today. <clears throat> That's who's on the thumbnail today. I put her on there. Should be in downloads. There it is. Select. of the rotted great wood that's not what I'm working on that that we can't use that tag anymore all right monetization <clears throat> customization so next time we won't have to do this mm. Have you considered SNTR mukbang once a week? <laughs> I do it once a day. I'm doing it right now. I'm just sitting here eating. <laughs> Rumors are flying about Twitter today about Microsoft getting another studio. Yeah, I saw that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I saw that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. They're grabbing another studio. We all kind of thought that Bethesda was the first of many. Like, they were going to really try to start scooping people up. won't be playing for exclusives anymore we had no idea what that really meant (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no it's so true it's so true like yeah we're not going to be really paying for timed exclusivity anymore we're just going to buy the freaking studio (laughs) I. Um, Mithrax says do you mean that it's not necessary for all the subs to come and watch every stream but come and watch every now and then if the interest is there yeah to me it's not about it's not about people um, 
watching infrequently. It's about people that sub to a channel and then just never come back. Like, that's bad for a channel. It's really hard to communicate that to people because you if you sub to 20 channels and you watch two of them, you're hurting those other 18 channels. You're a data point of inaction and non-engagement. And if there's a bunch of you, collectively, you're hurting that channel. If you subscribe to like 20 channels and you there's 18 of them that you haven't watched in like a year, you, you're not helping that channel. You're a data point of negativity for their channel. You are. YouTube's algorithm d- d- doesn't have time to measure supposed intentions. They don't have they don't have time for that. Yeah, Sven sub to like over 100 channels. Right? Um unique indie platformer. Okay. I asked you not to publish reviews until the 24th. Oh, great. A game that's not out yet. That's what I need. I need games that aren't out yet. Oh my goodness. This is exactly the kind of game you guys want to watch me play. I will freaking rage out. But see, if we get codes, we got to do them on presents. You can't really do them live. You know? <clears throat> can't really do them live. It looks really funny. It looks really fun. Okay. We'll check that one out. Oh, wait. If I don't put that on my to-do, what day does it launch? September 24th. September 24th. Chat, video games voting reset. I would never attempt to sway your vote, but please do your research on certain titles. (laughs) No! You're not allowed to say that, creature. Yeah, look at that barrier. Subscribe to like 148 channels. Woo! YouTube algorithm is very quick to pick up on your current viewing trends and recommend stuff for you to watch that is similar to what you've been recently watching. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you considered hiring a social media PR person for guidance? That's what, I mean, Creature is the guy that, that I I pay for all that we've learned and have tried and have and have navigated. That's, that's him. I don't know any of this freaking crap. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, we, we didn't do these yet. We need to do these. Microsoft buying studios never sounds like good news to me. Rip Rare. Yeah, rest in peppers. Although Rare did make Sea of Thieves, and that seems to be their primary focus, and it, 
It probably makes them a ton of money. I just tried to drink this without opening it. You ever do that? You're like, yeah, that's another thing. Oh, shoot. <laughs> like, trying to seem tough. You know, if you don't stop it, I'm going to come over there and I'm going to smack the grin off your face. Do you understand me? Oh, shh. Stupid. It's tough enough to look, you know, tough sucking on a bottle. <laughs> Let alone when you jack up the opening. Yeah, I don't think Microsoft could buy Sony. The evalu- the valuation would be too high. The valuation of the company would be too high. It would be a loss for them. It'd be too it'd be way too expensive. And the size and reach of Sony, all the properties they own. I don't think so. I don't think they could. How long does the coffee usually take to ship? It's been in Itasca, Illinois for over a week. It shouldn't take that long. Where, where, where uh, What state do you live in, Master Chef? It, it gets to people in two to three days. If it's stuck somewhere, unfortunately, we don't have a whole lot of control over that. That's just the Postal Service doing something. Unless you're out of the country, it could be stuck in, uh, it could be stuck in, like, a customs check thing. Oh, you live in Canada. It's a super big unknown, Master Chef. Chef, when I was getting stuff from Australia, it kept getting stuck in Cincinnati for, like, four or five days, and I'm like... What the frick? Just bring it down here. I, I live in Louisville. I'm an hour and a half away from Cincy. What are y'all doing? I'll come up there and get it. Like, I, it, it, it's so weird when that happens. It must just be. It, it's, it must be stuck in a hub, or it's been handed off to another courier, and you don't have tracking on it. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Agreed. I don't get them sometimes. It says USPS is a waiting item. Yeah, I, it's a bummer. It's a bummer, but it's just the way that it goes. We, we got to do these stories. So we open with Halo Radar, and we're going to do the Splitgate one now. 359.30. Splitgate. I'll record them just in case, because if not, I don't know how long I've been talking. this is an SNTR update Splitgate is apparently getting a forge mode and they're getting it 
before Halo Infinite. If you like these short video game news updates, hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss my regular uploads or check the link below to my live streams where this was recorded. So Game Rant reported on this. It actually was a tweet that Splitgate sent in response to KFC Gaming. They were asking how one would trigger an entire fan base. And Splitgate said, Splitgate will have Forge Mode before Halo Infinite. And they added an apology to Halo fans. Now we already know Halo Infinite won't have Forge at launch and it likely won't be until a few months later, which means Splitgate's Forge could come anytime between now and early 2022. Now, for me, when I think of Splitgate, I think of the fun, approachable nature to an arcade shooter. It's got portals. It brings back some of that classic arena feel. And I think having a Forge mode is a brilliant idea. And I want to talk about why. Let's talk about why it's a perfect fit. Everything about Splitgate screams fun, arcade Friday night with the boys, it recaptures what made arena shooters so great. Being able to make your own maps, and maybe even some rule sets, I think will be a huge win for any fan of Splitgate. The fun that we could have in the live environment with this is just limitless. I'm really thrilled. We could probably do some really fun things as a community. Secondly, I want to talk about, is this a new standard? If you're thinking about Battlefield Portal, Halo Forge, now Splitgate Forge, like this could be a new standard going forward for PvP-focused games. If a game the size of Splitgate can do it, more and more, this is something that in my mind sets a game up for the organic, community-driven fun and competitive spirit. So many games try and do it inorganically, and it doesn't end up working. Oftentimes, the community's creativity or drive to foster a special mode or environment, it takes a game to newer heights. You can come up with your own rules for tournaments, your own competitions, and suddenly something brilliant takes place, like happy little accidents. Like, anytime you hand a game over to the mind of the millions, they're probably going to exploit things, break things, but sometimes they come up with really, really impressive ideas. This is what happened, I think, with Halo Forge, historically speaking. And that's what I want to end the video with. Forge started it all. So many games are trying to create the next big esport, but what they should really be trying to do is create the great next community. You want that. If you have a community and you give them tools and you give them the ability to create great things, then the game can go places. You cannot just manufacture the next big esport. You can't manufacture the next big popular game. It has to happen in an organic way. The organic growth, the excitement, the loyalty is often fostered not by the developers, but by the community when they're given the space to do it. A lot of the times I've had the most fun in a game when I'm just doing something goofy or playing one of the party modes because that's where those memorable moments happen. Really intense games start to become a dime a dozen. They start to become white noise. You can only get so many montages and so many wins or losses before you get a little bit tired of the game. And that's where the creativity can come into play. You can't make people get excited about something, but you can channel their energy into a direction that will pay out big time long term. Forge modes, creative modes, things like Battlefield Portal, Halo Forge, or Splitgate Forge, I think is the right recipe for the question, is this game going to be a big hit? Is there a potential for esports fire here? The question's not answered, I don't think, by the developers. It's answered by the community. And when you give them the space to do it, that's the best recipe for it to happen, if it's going to. If you like these short video game news updates, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next one.
These scam, these scam things that we keep getting. Oh no, this is a real one. My favorite thing that they do now is, is they're like, we received your payment. Click here for a prize. <laughs> Who does that? What, 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 what company does, what company does that? Oh, that's the wrong scene. What company does that? Thanks for paying your bill. Here's a prize. The frick you say? <laughs> no company's doing that. No, no company is doing <laughs> Who's doing that? <laughs> We're gonna give you a prize for paying your bill. Oh, sure. You got millennials running the company? What's going on? Can I get something just for showing up? <laughs> yeah, the prize is you get to keep your power on. Yeah, you're- we're not gonna shut your cell phone off. We're not going to shut your cell phone off, you idiot. (laughs) Alright, let's do the last one here. Let's do the last one. We should have done these a little bit earlier. It's okay, though. Uh, 405.30. Dead Cells. Dead Cells is getting an easy mode. Well, kind of. These, These freaking clickbait journalists. It's getting an easy mode. No, it's not. It's getting a practice arena area thing. This is an SNTR update. Dead Cells is apparently adding an easy mode, but it's not really an easy mode. You might be seeing some of the headlines. I want to talk to you about what they're really doing. If you like these short video game news updates, hit subscribe, hit the bell button so that you don't miss all my uploads. Games Radar reported on this. They actually sat down and interviewed the guy in charge of this, Matthew Houghton, Houghton, something like that. There are a lot of people out there, he says, that enjoy the gameplay of Dead Cells, but they hit a wall and they can't continue, which is a shame. The options that he's alluding to before arrive as part of a practice makes perfect update going live for the PC, PS4, PS5, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X, and it already is live and in the game. Conceptualized by original creators Motion Twin and developed by Evil Empire, the two teams share an office space and continue to work closely on the roguelite. Practice makes perfect, quote, aims to ease the passage of new and occasional players without altering the overall difficulty of the game for its hardcore fans. So catch that, the overall difficulty of the game is not being adjusted. To put it simply, the Dead Cells developers want less rage quitting. Here's the quote. We see lots of comments from players who enjoy the gameplay of Dead Cells, but they just don't have the time, skill, or energy to beat the higher difficulties. Also, the game is pretty long for a roguelite, so it can be hard to reach and practice the later stages of the game. Many people weren't seeing some of the story, and they don't have access to certain items and skills, and that they need and that needed to change. We've already tried a few times to smooth the difficulty curve with mixed reception, so the key this time was to create an easier way to play Dead Cells that was completely optional. Now, this is not making the game easier. It's like a practice area so that you can play and try things maybe before getting there. Now, I've said that about Hades. Like, there's nothing worse than fighting for a really long time, 45, 50 minutes, you encounter a new boss, and you're like, I didn't I didn't know what was going on, and I'm dead now. You know, can I, can I go back and try again? Well, no, you gotta earn your way back there, okay? So, first and foremost, I get it. I totally get it 
Some games want more people to dive in and play, and some games can adopt a laid-back casual mode or maybe even like an adventure mode. Mode. Rogue games are notoriously punishing, and they give more fans this way to play, more inroads to enjoy the game. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Ultimately, this comes down to developer intent, which I believe should be respected. It's their game, it's their IP, and they can do with it what they please. But that makes me say this. Do not make this a standard. Just because Dead Cells does it doesn't mean you now have grounds to demand this from every game. If we're meant to respect the Dead Cells developer decision to add this practice easy inroad, okay, that cuts both ways. If I'm supposed to respect their decision, then you need to respect From Software's decision to not add an easy mode. They just give the game, and that's it. That's their intention, that's their point of view, that's their game's identity. Easy mode and accessibility into a game is not owed to you. They can make the game in the way they want for the audience they want. If you never buy the game, if you never become a patron of a From Software game, that's okay. They're not making the game for you. And keep in mind, this Dead Cells Easy Mode is not exactly what some might think. You're not just going to go check a box and suddenly the game is easier. It's more of a practice mode arena so that you can access fights in different areas without the need of dedicating all of that time. And then maybe you'll feel more comfortable going in and doing a full long session. I, for one, am not a huge fan of rogues because I love the content loop so much. I love the combat, the graphics. I've always thought Dead Cells was one of the most beautiful uh, pixel art games ever created. And yet, I don't like the lack of that continual push. I'm more of a Metroidvania guy. So, if you like Dead Cells or never really got into it for that reason, maybe give it a spin with the Practice Makes Perfect update. As always, if you like these short videos, hit subscribe and that bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. And there it is. That's it. That's all your segments for the day. We tacked them on here at the end, but we still got it done. Hmm. Have you played the new Warzone mode? It's called Iron Trials. What, they just run out of ideas and they were like, Iron Banner Trials. Let's just borrow from their homework. (gasps) Excuse me. That's literally what they called it. Are you memeing? You freaking memeing right now. <laughs> trials of Banner. Um, trials of Banner would just be you playing against Bruce Banner. Mm. And Dark Souls was way down there on my playlist. Much much higher TTK. When you say higher TTK, are you using that appropriately? It takes longer to kill people? Is that what they're doing? I think I would play Trials of Banner. You know? Plant, trying to survive fighting against Bruce Banner. I think I would play that. Mm-hmm. So Wolverine, yeah, hang on one second.
If you're enjoying today's stream, be sure to hit the subscribe button and the bell button so you don't miss the next one, and give that like button a smash. need my cable. I forget what we even did last in this game. I don't even remember. I do not remember what we did. I have got to figure out... Hang on a second. took it off of the fluorescent setting but now I don't look right something weird is happening yeah I'm trying different lighting settings on the camera it doesn't because I'm sick of it doing that white not white not like I'm sick of that I wonder if I could leave it like this and then just do some color correction on the camera in OBS because that is driving me freaking nuts like I look up and I'm like glowing I'm like why is it doing that um Mm. That looks odd. No, that's not right. Okay, that's zero on color correction and then a zero on saturation. That's what the room looks like right there. Right there. So maybe... Raise a contrast... That's tough to look at. Like, there's got to be a way to not, like, I put on that fluorescent setting and I look good, but then it's just constantly shifting up and down. You know? Hang on a second.
Yeah, when you drag brightness up, it just ends up looking like washed out. You drag brightness and contrast up, it's not bad. Saturation. Need that sweet warm setting. Yeah, I can't I can't get it. I can't get it to look right now. Like that's not bad, but that's not what it looked like a second ago, right? I just need it to not I just need it to not constantly. The problem is if you go too much on saturation, the back See how the back like almost like glows and then I'm like almost like red. It's like I look I look weird. Like it's almost like the back is like dominating now instead of being like sort of subdued. Yeah. Like that's what I look like, but I look washed out. You know what I mean? Maybe wear long sleeves. Like a Mr. Rogers sweater. I just wanted to stop doing the white thing. Like, it's like all of a sudden it's like blazing. And it doesn't make any sense. But I think it's because it's trying to maintain fluorescent light white balance. You know? Yeah, I can see. I can see what I look like this morning compared to now. And I look really freaking washed out. Right? Warm 2... I had it. I've been having it set on like a, a like a fluorescent two for the for the for the white balance, and like I'm just randomly getting washed out. Like, is there a setting so that it doesn't constantly change? Like, that's the only thing I wanted to stop doing. It looks fine, and then I wanted to s- don't do anything. Nothing in the room is changing. I'm just moving my arms, right? Like that's all I'm doing is like I get really expressive, and then it's like bring bring. It's like somebody's you know. It's like somebody's like putting a spotlight on me randomly. Can you not lock the setting? I don't know. Okay, I picked shade. I picked shade. Hang on a second. No, it's doing that thing too. Look, it's getting dark. It just did it. It just did it. So shade's not going to work. Because it's going to try and adjust if it thinks there's shade or no shade, like with me in the seat. Did you mess with the settings I mentioned earlier? I don't remember what settings you took. I don't don't think I saw. It's a bit too yellow. Yeah, I look like I'm outside or something.
I just put it on custom, and I wonder if on custom it'll just stay. In the white balance settings, uh, you can select some of the default white balance settings or press right on the D-pad to adjust it further. Yeah, I think that's... No, it's it's brighter now. It just did it again. I look brighter. Don't I? No, yeah, it's doing it right now. It's going up and down. So what what else could be doing that? It's not the white balance. It's something else. Is it the aperture or something? Something is letting in more and less light. I don't think it's the white balance. It's, some, it's something else is causing it. I should be able to set it on fluorescent and just leave it. Something else is going up and down. It's got to be something else. There's got to be another setting or some kind that would, would, that would be adjusting how much light is coming in. What scene setting do you have it on? Like the movie one. I don't know. Something is set to auto that we want to take off auto. It was on ambient and flash, and I just set it on ambient so that it... it I don't think that's going to change anything, though. You don't charge the controller. You throw it away and get a new one. <laughs> that's right. That's right. What happens if you turn off register face? Could it be tracking your face? Oh, I don't even know where that is. Register face. I do think we need a little bit. We always went in here into the cam and we did a little bit of the color correction. That's a little bit too much. What did we turn up? Yeah, we turned up the brightness and we turned up the contrast. There. That's roughly what it looked like this morning. Check the metering settings. It might be checking one spot of white balance, and when you put up your arms, it adjusts. There should be a setting for the whole scene. Metering? Okay.
Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, metering was set to multi. I just put it on center. It was set to multi. There was center and there was spot. So now maybe if metering is on center, now I can go into the into the white balance and change it. Because metering on center seems to be... Oh, it seems to, it seems to very quickly change. But it's still changing, but it's a lot faster. So now I think we need to change the hang on. Yeah, it's like harsh now. Hang on, let's take the filter off just so we're getting a raw feed. Yeah. Did you mess up the auto exposure lock at all? I don't know. The only other thing that was set on auto was DRO or something. The A6000 has an AEL button. That should turn it on and off. It's a dedicated button. AEL. Okay, hang on.
Okay, so when I press the AEL button, an asterisk pops up and then disappears. An asterisk means it's locked. How do I get it to stay? The asterisk pops up and disappears. It's like down in the corner. Alright, see you, Wolvie. It just pops up in the corner and then goes away. You have it set to hold. In the settings, you can change so the AEL button is a t- to toggle. Okay, hang on. AEL with shutter, I can set it to auto, on, or off. Dynamic range optimizer. The DRL function analyzes the contrast and produces an image with optimal brightness and recovered shadow detail. You can use this function while the subject is moving during continuous shooting. Yeah, I turned that off and it didn't seem to help. The the AEL with shutter was set to auto. I just put it on on. Or should I turn it off? Sorry, chat. I am. I am not. I am not a camera guy, so I have no idea. This was. This was such a pain in the butt. Yeah, it's still doing it. It just did it. It just got brighter, and now it's dumbing back down again. I wonder if we just turn it off. Do I? Settings. Custom key settings. A A E L button on the sixth page Okay, I have it set to toggle, and now I have an asterisk in the corner. So, uh, does that mean it should just hold with what it has right now and just stop? Because that's, that's, like, I'm so animated. Me- messing with metering like made it terrible it seems like it's not happening now it seemed like it would like immediately happen before 
And now with it locked, AEL is on. The asterisk is just there. It seems like we're just this is this is the image. I think this is I think this is it. I think we fixed it. That was driving me crazy. I was like, because it, 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 it would get so bright. Like the background wouldn't look good. The black, the background would be too bright. I was like, what? I, th- I think it's done. I think it's done. When we would do green screen, it didn't matter. When we go green screen, it, 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 it wouldn't do it. Because I fill the room with more light when we do green screen. I shut all that crap back there off. That looks right. I don't see a change now. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not happening. Yeah, I think Barrier and Abe just 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 solved that for me. Now we can go in here to filters, and we can turn color correction on and give it that little bump of love that we were giving, so I, I so I don't look quite so um, pasty there. Just a little touch so that I don't look washed out. A couple tanning sessions and you could be good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It helps I have the same can. Granted, I haven't touched it in a while. That's what it was. I just needed to it to lock. It's like, just stop it. Like, I, I have the fo- autofocus is set to manual. You know, because it, we, we, we tried the spot thing on my, on my wife's face and it worked. But then I have to do it every time. I have to do it every morning. It's like... I guess I could print out a picture of my face and tape it here and every morning be like, that's what you're looking for. You know. Because it was like focusing back here and focusing on Spider-Man. And I was like, I don't want you doing that. Just stop it. So now I literally do the manual focus every morning now. Like I've gotten good at it. I know right where to get it. I know what the chair should look like when I'm doing it. Like I like I, I can see like the chair through my armpit and I'm like reaching and I know exactly what it's supposed to look like so that I look in focus freaking unbelievable all right i'll be right back we are going to be um we are going to be uh doing something in just a second so please don't go anywhere that you friday numbers uh are notoriously light so give me just a second i will be right back thank you abe and barrier for the help um that was driving me nuts i was like we did all this work and now i don't know what we changed but man oh man like it's going up and down up and down all day so all right i'll be right back if you're enjoying today's stream, be sure to hit the subscribe button and the bell button so you don't miss the next one, and give that like button a smash.
Am I going to check out Diablo 2 full release next week? Yeah, if it's a full release, we'll probably... I don't know. It goes back to that uh, that idea of like, Lono has to play a game for a while. I don't know if I could play that game for very long. It just... They didn't contextualize it. They left all of its rough edges well in place. The freaking inventory. It's just a lot of... I don't know. All right. From Friday has returned, and that is what we are going to do. Do me a favor and click that link in chat, or you can lo- you can ride the redirect. You can ride the redirect if you want. This will take you over to the new stream, okay? From Fridays. When we're done with From Fridays Dark Souls 3, I have a really great premiere of a game called Game Deck that's premiering over on SNTR Presents. Keep in mind, SNTR Presents still gets content every day, and that's where Hilly and I will be streaming tonight. Grounded? I would love to see way more people tuned in on Friday nights. So try to set aside Friday nights if you can, 8 p.m. Eastern, throw the stream on, even if you keep us on in the background. Uh, We'd love to see that become uh, a a supported thing because we have more plans for it. Okay? Okay? Okay. This is what we're doing, though. I don't know where the frick I am. It's been a while since I played... (laughs) It's going to be rough. It's probably going to be a rough. So I'll see you guys over there. You can, you can ride the redirect or click the link in chat.